a place to get all of your Paul all of the time. Join me, your host, Sam Wiles, as we discover the history, the music, and the man behind it all, Paul McCartney. To get in contact with the show, email us at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Hello, 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 goodbye, 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 and welcome all mistresses and all maids to another episode of Paul or Nothing, the place to get all of your Paul all of the time. Of course, I'm your host, Sam Wiles, and remember, this is wide screen podcasting. This is wide screen podcasting. As always, thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you're all well, safe, and sound. What you're about to listen to today, everyone, really does epitomise the term bonus episode, and I am doing the finger things in the air there, for the content herein was never really meant to exist, and was almost entirely off the cuff, actually. And what do I mean by that? Well, as you're going to hear right at the start, basically, I get my guests and my topics for the day mixed up with my guests, aka the stupendous, the darlings of the internet, the Ranking the Beatles podcast. They diligently prepared notes on Paul McCartney's Super Bowl halftime show, which was meant to be this episode, whilst instead I prepared notes on another episode that I'm doing with another guest on Paul McCartney's Gershwin Award acceptance and subsequent performance at the White House. Whoops-a-daisy. Now, part of me wanted to end the recording then and there out of sheer embarrassment, as it was just yet another entry in a long list of humiliating things I've done whilst doing this show, mostly centred around me falling asleep on air. And that's actually not even a Blotto Beatles reference. That's a reference to the episode you just listened to, the one with Ed Chen. That was indeed recorded in two parts, where I think we got to the point around once upon a long ago. It was about 2am my time. And you would be able to hear this on the original audio if I hadn't deleted it. Not even the Patreon fans have been able to get that uh, snippet. But you can hear me go, right, uh, Ed, I'm just going to pop to the toilet. And then I never returned. (laughs) But anyway, back to today's embarrassment. Yeah, I already had Jonathan and Julia already here, ready to go. And since we got on so swimmingly when I went on their show a few months back, I thought, ah, fuck it. This is going to be another one of our quote-unquote conversation episodes where it really is up in the air as to what we talk about. I mean, it really does go all over the place in this one, folks. I still ask them all of the intro questions that I'd pre-prepared for the episode originally, so there is still some relevant stuff to be found, but yeah, we're going to cover Aerosmith, Weird Al, Garth Brooks, podcasting in general, oh, and a healthy smattering of Macca and Beatle talk too. Anyway, I loved the recording, and whilst I was unsure about whether this was going to be just a Patreon bonus, I thought it would be lame to not release this, so I've just whipped this up as quick as possible, just for some easy listening and to uh, wet your beaks until I can rearrange uh, another recording session with John and Julia to get them back on the show. I love the chance to speak with these two and I really can't wait to redo the whole thing properly. I I just know it's going to be great. Speaking of Jonathan and Julia though, if you haven't already heard their podcast, particularly if you haven't heard the episode that I'm on, then go and check out Ranking the Beatles on whatever app you're listening to this show on. I mean, you've likely already heard of them. They do deserve all the hype around them, even if some of the titular rankings on said podcasts are questionable as fuck.
anyway, before we can get to my guests today, it's time for us to crack on with the housekeeping. What do we have in terms of news for today? Well, as I touched on at the end of the last news segment, we had the release of the brand new music video for Find My Way, the Beck remix from 3 Imagined or McCartney 3 Imagined. It literally dropped a couple of hours after I recorded that episode. And as I mentioned then, I will be doing a full review of it with friend of the show Matt Phillips during my McCartney 3 summary episode. But I'm also not going to sit here and pretend like I can resist throwing my adulation at this video and giving it the big old wacky macker thumbs aloft thumbs up. Because not only is this music video the best of the McCartney 3 era, but it is legitimately up there with the greatest Paul McCartney music videos of all time. It is of the, the quality of something like Coming Up, Say Say Say, Appreciate, Dance Tonight, Who Cares, you know, not literally Who Cares, Who Cares the song. Um, but again, I don't want to go into too much details, spoiler but let's just say I had a huge smile on my face the entire time I was watching it. I was wowed. I immediately watched it over and over and over again. And yeah, I can't wait to break it down with Matt in the near future. Speaking of the release of Paul's new album, we have indeed had the release of 3 Imagined slash McCartney 3 Imagined slash McCartney 3 Reimagined. And golly gee, has it ever been worth the wait Yes, we now have the physical format release of this album. We had the digital release back in spring. And now that we're here, it's been interesting to try and put the whole thing together. I know a lot of the release strategy surrounding this album has been down to COVID. But since we've not only had the delay between McCartney 3 and 3 Imagined, and then the delay between the digital and the physical format releases... It's, it's managed to keep the album on people's minds and in the conversation, probably far more successfully than the subsequent Explorer and Traveller's editions of Egypt Station did, because they were only for the current fans, you know, just bonus extras, whereas Three Imagined is opening up Paul McCartney to a whole new audience, and I feel like the conversation's just been much more vibrant and dynamic this time around. What has to be said, though, is that this release strategy, whether intended or not, has totally worked on me, because not only have I been playing the album on and off pretty regularly since the digital release, mostly being individual songs rather than the whole album, but when the album was finally delivered, it was the best excuse to listen to the album in full again, in order, and my love for McCartney 3 now and 3 Imagined, if anything, has reached brand new heights like fuck me do i love three imagine i mean i probably wouldn't have said this a couple of months ago but i do believe it is as good as if not better than just releasing a bunch of bonus songs yes there may be things from the mccartney three sessions that we're not getting but hey they're probably going to come on a later album and and if they do exist we'll we'll get them later anyway so why not have something a little more interesting like Through Imagined to tide us over instead? But yeah, back to my copy of the album. As I drone on about incessantly, I got myself the HMV Exclusive Gold Edition. It sounds absolutely immaculate, uh, though not for long as I'm probably going to wear it smooth. <laughs> though I do feel sorry for Blood Orange on this album, and this is something I noticed, and I don't think I mentioned it the first time around, but on their cover of Deep Down, 
as part of the song, they actually feature a record skip to the intro. They do it three times. And I kind of feel like they, they should have left that out of the digital release because since I knew that that existed, I, well, I, just, I anticipated it. And I feel like it would have been a cool little gag for people if it had just gone straight onto vinyl. Like people would have assumed that their, their vinyl was actually skipping or there was something wrong with it. I don't know, just a little missed opportunity and maybe Blood Orange assumed that it was going to go straight to vinyl and wasn't going to have this huge delayed release strategy. Who knows? What I'm less impressed with though, folks, is the packaging. There's no gatefold, which means no gatefold image. And the only thing that felt above the bare minimum was the single sheet printed uh, insert with the lyrics on one side and a picture of Paul and the dice with the names of all the other artists on the other I would have preferred if it felt of the same quality, both uh, physically and in the care taken to produce it as the official McCartney 3 album. It just didn't feel as weighty and as stocky. And it seems like the majority of the funds went into producing various coloured double vinyls and not securing a thicker cardboard packaging. Then that brings me to my next point. And don't worry, folks, I'm not going to revert back to my full Bolshevik mindset or anything. I'm always incredibly appreciative of the financial freedom I have through Patreon and my ability to get McCartney product. But the difference in quality, at least seemingly, between the versions of Three Imagined that you could get on McCartney's website versus the ones you could get elsewhere seems to be annoyingly stark. And what do I mean exactly? Well... The splatter editions, the green editions, the violet ones, etc. All the ones that you can buy on McCartney's own site do have a gatefold and do have a gatefold image. Now, I don't mind the standard practice of the superior editions having better alternative artwork with more flair to draw people in, but it does it does suck and feels a little cheap that there's a physical difference of the makeup of the actual albums here. Like, I never felt forced to buy the different versions of McCartney 3. Uh, it, it did feel like it was purely a supplementary choice on my part. But here, I do feel like I'm missing out just a little bit. Anyway, enough of that rant. Let's move on to the new content of this album. Yes, there is actually a new song on the official physical format of Three Imagined, the Idris Elba remix of When Winter Comes. And yes, I will also be reviewing that in full on said McCartney 3 summary episode, an episode that I'm seemingly spending more time on than the off-the-ground one, but oh well. Also on that episode, I'm not only going to be joined by Matt Phillips for the music video section, but also to help finish, but to also help me finish our conversation on Three Imagined and the songs therein, specifically Idris Elba's remix of When Winter Comes, will be Mr. Dylan C.V., a.k.a. the man who did not like Three Imagined, so we can only guess what he'll say. Anyway, enough of the news now. It's time to get on with the plugs. Get in touch with us at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. I always like to hear your Paul McCartney stories, your Paul McCartney trivia and factoids, you know, anything and everything I like to read out here on the show. And we do indeed have a quick email to read out today. It is from a first-time correspondent called Max Komu 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 
yeah, oh my god, I, I, I tried to pronounce his name so many times there, folks. I'm not sure how many are going to make the edit there. Sounds like a French name to me, so shout out to all of our French or maybe French-Canadian listeners. But most importantly, folks, this is an email that I really was hoping for in terms of you know, helping me promote a certain element of this podcast. But amusingly, Max neglects to mention it by name. He says, Hey, Sam, been a huge fan of your show, and I've been streaming it on Spotify since the pandemic hit in March of 2020. I'm a huge admirer of the free feeling I get from the show, just as a guy who loves Paul overwhelmingly, just as I do, and wants to talk about it. Also, I loved watching you with Ethan Alexanian and some of his Paul McCartney items. We also share very similar opinions and feelings, but perhaps we disagree on maybe Memory Almost Full? Because I adore that. Though, press to play, I do struggle so much with. Anyways, I just love what you're doing and would love to be a part of it. I have been both Ethan and Hudson Ranny's guests on Fans on the Run and I Know I Know respectively, and absolutely thrive on conversations and debates like these. Thank you so much for your time and attention and rock on. I'm currently listening to your wildlife episode yet again right now. I love it. Max. And if you couldn't tell, the show that Max was referring to there was indeed Macca in Your Attic. Yes, folks, people are actually writing in about Macca in Your Attic now. What a glorious situation indeed. I am very, very pleased with that. But yeah, he actually didn't mention it, so just for the sake of my own promotion, go and check out Macca in Your Attic. Anyway, on to Max himself. Hey, Max, thank you so much for that email there. And thank you so much for highlighting my wildlife episode. God, that seems like so long ago. And it literally was, you know, half a decade ago originally. And I look forward to hearing what your reaction will be when I finally get around to memory almost full as well. Whenever that will be, um, I'll certainly be keeping you in mind. Clearly, you're also a fan of the quote-unquote new wave of Beatles podcasters. And to me, that just proves how wise you are. And don't worry, Max, I totally picked up on the hidden subtext that I, of course, am the best of the Younger Beatles podcasts out there. It was subtle, but it was there. Thank you very much. And flattery will get you everywhere. So maybe you might be a future Macket in your attic guest. Maybe we'll have you on the show once I've got this horrendous backlog out of the way and I can start thinking of some new topics. Who knows? Either way, I appreciate you checking in and I'm sure we'll do something in the future. Well, I have to because I've said this all on air now, haven't I? Anyway, take care, Max. Thank you, mate. And to be like Max, folks, and have your email read out here on the show, please drop us an email at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. For more daily updates, follow us on our Twitter page, which is at McCartneyPod. For bonus Paul or nothing written content, check out our sister blog, which is paulmccartneypod.wordpress.com. There are always new articles going up on there every now and then, I guess. It's probably the most informal part of the Paul or nothing franchise, but definitely go check it out paulmccartneypod.wordpress.com follow us on our socials find us on Facebook Instagram and YouTube simply by typing in Paul or Nothing or Paul McCartney Podcast of course folks the YouTube channel is now the only place you can find brand new episodes of Macca in Your Attic the sister series to Paul or Nothing where I and a guest go through their attic and they show me their junk ooh uh, missus but yeah, folks, you can now check out six episodes of Macca in Your Attic, the latest being my chat with Tom Hanyardi, the arch-rival to this show, where, you guessed it, we definitely talk about the Egypt Station suitcase. Like, come on, it just writes itself, doesn't it? But, folks, 
There are new episodes coming out every Saturday. There is a huge backlog. There's loads of Macket in your attic coming out in the future. If you like this show, if you like what I'm doing here, you're probably going to love it. And it's all visual as well. So you get to see this face that was pretty enough for podcasting. <laughs> Check out the YouTube folks, Paul Othinger or Paul McCartney podcast. Even type in Macket in your attic. You'll definitely find us that way. Now, if you want to help out the show right away in a way that takes less than 30 seconds, would you please be kind enough to go and leave us a little review on whatever platform you're listening to this show on, whether it's writing a little comment, giving us a certain number of stars, a thumbs up, a like, whatever. It all goes towards the algorithms and helps boost us in the viewing figures, helps get us up the ranks and the charts, and it just helps out the show. I'd really appreciate it. So if you do that, thank you very much. And finally, folks, if you want to help out the show directly, if you want to help us expand, if you want to help the show grow, if you want to help me secure new product, new equipment, new potential guests, maybe you want to buy me a coffee, a pint, or maybe you just want to keep my Disney Plus subscription going so I can review Let It Be when it comes out. Either way, please consider becoming one of our Patreon family by joining our Patreon page. Of course, you all know, folks, Patreon is the way you, the public, can support independent content creators such as myself. But it is not just a GoFundMe. You do get your money's worth. If you join the Paul or Nothing Patreon, you get early access to episodes of Paul or Nothing. By two days, you get early access by a week to new episodes of Macca in your attic. You also get access to the early Paul or Nothing video feed. All of our episodes are now done on Zoom. So the moment they are recorded, sometimes weeks before they're edited, they go straight on the Patreon page. You also get raw audio. You get lost episodes. You get scripts that I've used in the past, that kind of thing, and much, much more. But yeah, the most important thing, folks, is that we do have two new patrons this week. So huge shout-outs to Andy Cochran and Steve Long. Both of you, welcome. Welcome so much to the Paul or Nothing family. Thank you so much for thinking that the show is worth it. I hope you are enjoying the new content. I hope you're getting your money's worth. And let me just say thank you so much once again. It is so affirming and reaffirming to know that people are getting behind you literally and putting their money where their mouth is it, it just makes me want to make this show even better and do it even more with it and hopefully make a few more of you happy along the way but folks before we can carry on with the episode i cannot proceed any further without first thanking the entire patreon family here at paul and i think so once again Huge shout-outs to newcomers Andy Cochran and Steve Long, as well as everyone else, Richard Campbell, Kim, Christopher Newman, Mrs. P, Broderick Harper, Moti Ryber, Robert Shuley, Christian Perry, Richard Driver, Chris Atkinson, Richard Binnington, Mr. B, Teresa Brader, Stephanie Miller, Lou DiLonardo, Cheryl McCoy, Katrina S, Sam Hode, Anastasia L, Robert Carabelli, Warren Butson, and Matt Phillips. Again, who you'll be hearing from shortly, folks. But yeah, that is everything. Let's get into this episode, folks. There isn't really any waffle I can do that would <laughs> get me out of this conversation. Uh, I, I do make a few mistakes on this. I tried to edit my way around the goofs. But hey, if you enjoy me making a fool of myself, this is the episode for you, folks. So let's just cut to my accidental conversation with Jonathan and Julia from the Ranking the Beatles podcast. Let's go. Hello. Hi. Hey. Yes. <laughs> hey, everyone. How are we doing? Good, man. How are you? 
I am absolutely knackered. I've spent since nine o'clock this morning clearing out my granddad's house. <laughs> to move. That's oh just like goodness. a day of manual labor. Yeah, I've, yeah. Well, it's cost me. I've had to pay. I've had to pay my friends to do it. They wouldn't do it for free. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> No. I feel like once you get to a certain age, like the beer pizza bribe doesn't work so well anymore. You, they're yeah. like, no. If I have the potential of throwing my back out, you're going to have to yeah. pay me cash. <laughs> oh, we are getting to that age now. And sad, sadly, oh, uh, dude, we've, we've been we're at past that it. age. We're past it. It's fine. You both look 22. Oh, come on. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. I, I, spent, <laughs> I, I spent many years at charm school. Do I look really red, by the way? <laughs> Oh, I thought like it looked really. Oh, it's weird. Not super red. I mean, maybe like a touch rosy cheek, but I can't tell if it's the hat. Yeah, it might. It, it might be glowing on my face. That's a very good point. It could be reflecting. A yeah. What does what does touch of my appearance do? That just makes me blurry. What the hell's that? I think it like it's like a smoother. Yeah, in in the way that when you'd film an older lady back in the day in the fifties, you put a bit of. <laughs> Cream, cream on the lady, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. At, we got a lady, at boys. <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, at my work, when we switched everything to Zoom during the first shutdown, and I remember being on like a team meeting, and there everyone was like discussing how Zoom works, and somebody mentioned the touch up my appearance, and I watched every woman on my team become very smooth in like a oh, two minute wow. span as they Funny. all found the thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. And dabby dozy. Uh, so um, do you um, want me to record audio for this? So I can no, capture um, our native? Uh, Zoom records both in individually. It's really, it's really good. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, should should be all right. Um, I can do it just to have like safety if you want. Sure, good. But why, up to why you, I don't mind. Why not? Easy peasy. Yeah. Oh God, there's two of me on the Ooh. screen. Mind. That's really weird. Ugh. <laughs> one of me is bad enough right here we are paul live at the white house um so I yeah love it. uh there'll be an intro segment that i'll record later where i do like my housekeeping and stuff so i'll just kind of launched into and now today folks here's here, here's my guest i'll do one of my lovely intros we'll have a bit of a general pitter patter chitter chatter and then we'll just go straight into it um song by song now, just to be completely honest, since I had to do all of this work today, I didn't complete my notes after Emily and Ivory, but it is literally just Paul doing Michelle. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. We uh -oh. I thought we were doing the Super Bowl. <gasps> no. Yeah, we agreed on Super Bowl. Oh, no. Because you said someone else was doing White House, I thought. No. No. <gasps> no. Oh, no. <laughs> I swear we had... We were going to do the White House, but then someone else did it, so we'd switch to the Super Bowl. Well, oh no! <laughs> I did say Super Bowl. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's been lovely seeing you guys. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Do you want to reschedule it? Do you need like do you do you um, have notes for the Super Bowl, or do you want you want to just find another time? We can oh, totally oh, do oh, no, time. I, I cannot. No, how about you talk about the Super Bowl gig? I'll talk <laughs> about I'll talk about the White House, and then we'll just compare and contrast notes. Uh, oh my god, that that's so funny. <laughs> no, um, you, no, no. Here's something funny. Uh, I was recording with Ed Chen a couple of nights ago uh, mm. for um, one of my music video episodes, and. And um, not only did we have to, well, we, we had to finish the, the last half an hour of it in the morning. 
because uh, Ed wanted to do it his evening, which obviously for any Yank doing it in their evening, it's my middle of the night. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was about 3 a.m. And I listened to the audio. I, you know, I went to the end of the file where it was and you, you just hear me going, oh, Ed, I've just got to go to the toilet. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be two seconds, mate. And then I, I never came back. <laughs> <laughs> So then he rings Kit O'Toole and Ken Michaels asking him if I'm if I'm okay. So now the whole the whole West Coast Beatles podcasting world's up 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 up, up in arms. <laughs> Guys, it's Sam okay. I've got, I've got Mark Lewison knocking on my door, you know. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got the gosh. adrenaline in the heart like that. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> This is still well, going to go on the Patreon, though. This video clip. This is still going to go on the Patreon. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. This is hi, the finest hi, content hi money can buy. This is gold. You're welcome, no. everyone. As long as something is uploaded that day. Golden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so if I ever don't have anything to put up and I'm panicking because I feel guilty, podcast notes. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's, <laughs> that's, that's when overscripting your show really comes in handy. Because, oh, like, gosh. you know... Certain other podcasts that rival me, there's an awful lot of, uh, um, yeah, you know, uh, anyway, um, you know, uh, I'm like, I can't, I can't have that. I can't have that. But it's awkward when I'm on camera now, because now I get paranoid that I'm doing this a lot, <laughs> but I kind of want to do it straight to the camera. St- stare into someone's soul yes. the whole episode. <laughs> you can just get really close on the Zoom. Mm. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, That's perfect. Oh. It's perfect. I'd definitely, or I could just reach out through the camera. Oh, shit. I'll just do one of these. <laughs> get, very, get very close. No, honestly, <laughs> it, it's it's the most overused trope that I do. Just get right close to the mic and just, and just start just doing that. Oh, I'm asleep. <laughs> I am a hack. Lord, I really, I, I really am. I do. I, I am a bit of a hack, but I love it. You know. Oh, we're all hacks. Here. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. The other day, somebody was some somebody was like commenting about how um, broadcast quality our show was, and I was like, "For real? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'll take that. I think every podcast has that, even if it's like you can hear like eagles in the background and cars whizzing by and. Uh-huh. <laughs> all, all the in the world, there'll still be one comment going. This sounds amazing. This is great. Right. <laughs> like in my head, I'm always like, this doesn't sound anything like an NPR interview. <laughs> that's like the watermark of like broadcast well, quality. That's because I'm laughing loudly right. every thirty seconds, and everyone's probably like, like a Ooh. soundproof box. <sighs> my ears. Hello, welcome to NPR. This is Terry Krauss. Like, <laughs> we don't have that here. No, yeah. I want I, I want to do that kind of American 80s shock. Welcome to the show. Welcome to KBBR. You know? <laughs> yeah. WBTL Beatle Radio. And this is our Beatle Afternoon Festival. Take it away, John. <laughs> what a shark in the fish. I think one of the bladder guys like slipped into <laughs> Did y'all have, like, did your DJs have, like, stupid names? No, um... Winner and the Fling! It's always some stupid fucking names. Up until very recently, they they have all been people called, like, Kenneth. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, hello, and welcome to the news. uh, (laughs) uh, BBC Radio. Uh, my favorite British accent, it's it's only it's it's well, it's an impression of one specific person. Um uh 
um, people across the pond will have heard of oh um, uh, famous atheist uh, <laughs> not do, uh, Christopher Hitchens Hitchens is do, do you know Hitchens the kind of short angry atheist guy he's you know you know those people that just kind of they make careers off debating people on YouTube he's mm -hmm. one of them but he has a brother mm -hmm. who's um, a politician here in the UK and he talks he talks with his <laughs> Look down, like no, I won't be interrupted, Jonathan. I will. I will say my piece. <laughs> I, and like he's he's that kind of guy, oh, right? Oh my gosh! But it's, patches on the elbows of his blazers. Yes, and he, <laughs> uh, he went he went viral because he said like every everyone under the age of twenty one should just leave England and go to a better country. <laughs> what? what a guy! Uh, what a he's, dude! He's like an Alex Jones of politicians. Just this crazy. Oh shit. no. God. <laughs> Ugh, I don't guys, like that. All I'm saying is Paul McCartney's been dead since 1968, okay? Right. <laughs> I've, I, I've read the documents. I haven't got the documents with me right now, but I've read He's them. always just red-faced and sweating. That's for a music. very good Alex That's Jones, actually. Alex Jones. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> oh, David Chapman won't win. He will not silence me. Ah, I'm a man. I'm a warrior. <laughs> I'm a Beatles fan. Like I'm glad your face is red today. It's perfect. It goes very well with this. <laughs> God, that Fuck guy it. is fucking worse. I would love to see uh, him actually like spontaneously combust on camera. Yeah. Like just dead. Like <sighs> boom. Just a massive human explosion. Like that whale that blew up that time on the mm, beach, but it's yeah. Alex Jones. Oh, <laughs> I'd pay for what? that premium content. What what a what a reference that is. Do you remember that word that blew it? Yeah, I do actually. I do remember that. It's one of the greatest videos on the internet. Whale no. explodes. Have, have you seen the one where the guy's poking an already quite distended whale's belly with a spear and then the, and yeah. the, the contestants come out and it's like oh. it's so gross. What's that who made that spear? What company makes a whale belly poking spear? <laughs> and who carries it? Who's yes. like, oh I've got one in my car. I'll be right back. Yeah. My whale spear. Yeah. Oh, let me go get it from the car. No, there's, just, there's, there's, there's a big Batman like light that goes in, goes into the sky. <laughs> we need a whale spear. Someone right? needs a whale spear. <laughs> no, but I kind of want it to be either on a wall or in a, a, a chest. And he goes, come on, Matilda. <laughs> and he's named it. Grab a spear off the wall and run. Oh, don't, my goodness. Tell Betsy I won't be making it back for dinner. <laughs> I don't know why I went to Charlton Heston then. I don't know. Why. I do like <laughs> You'll pry my spear from my cold, dead hands. Yeah. Again, though, like most impressions, it's my impression of someone else's impression because I was doing Jim Carrey doing Charlton Heston there. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you Perfect. son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he taught me how to do Clint. Really oh, well. he's got the great Clint Eastwood. He's <laughs> <laughs> a great Clint Eastwood. No. Uh, oh, goodness. Oh, oh, he used it in... Bruce Almighty does, does, does doesn't he? With I think he does. Like then. <laughs> he hides the gun. I feel yeah. like he also used to do that on In Living Color, though. I think I could a, be mistaken. Clint Eastwood. There was something along those lines that was kind of Clint Eastwoody. Yeah. I would do that. Make my day, punk. Type I don't thing. know. I mean, he did the the biggest thing I remember is like Fire, Fire Marshal Bill, Bill, which is very like <laughs> French based kind of. Oh, oh yes, I'm done. Oh, is that, he does that in Ace Ventura a couple of times. Oh yeah, that, yeah. that got carried into Ace Ventura for sure. Yeah, that, did you ever see In Living Color? 
No, but I, I I would bring it up in conversation if I was trying to sound intelligent or cautious. <laughs> you know, his knowledge We're of old, old. Yeah. we just sound yeah. old. Knowledge of early nineties a... urban sketch comedy. Yeah, jokes. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, okay. What 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 do I know about nineteen nineties African American culture? Uh, Def Jam, <laughs> um, Eric B and Rakim. Uh, the two pack Biggie War. Oh no, no. Um, what's it called? Uh, short change? No, or hold the that that that, too that, short? that Yeah, that, that honestly, that is one of my favourite chill out albums. That is when I smoke my cigarettes. Your tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, honestly, the Ruttles have ruined tea for me now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to an episode of um, of Blotto Beatles today, and uh, they made a someone made a reference to smoking tea but i think they said they were i forget how the they didn't they weren't making like the the tea reference like the ruddles mm-hmm. i think they just like reversed words um or no i'm sorry this was this wasn't on blotto this was on um winter of discontent and he said um sitting so around smoking tea and drinking and i was like i think he meant to say smoking and drinking tea <laughs> but maybe he just left it but yeah they've they've ruined the whole idea of tea once they got into tea they were never the same. <laughs> uh, I should rank the Ruddles. Mm. <laughs> That'd be a good like April Fools. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to waste time while we're here. I'm going to go through the interview questions I had for you, actually, because uh, you know we'll we'll stretch this out to at least half an hour. You know why not? <laughs> so first off, uh, of course, recently you had Kyle Gass on your podcast. And yeah. Then, then a couple of days later, he and Jack Black release a cover of You Never Give Me Your Money and The End. Coincidence? <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> Come so on. he told us about that on the episode. Yeah. So the bummer was he had just gotten a new microphone, and I don't think he had the gain on it very loud because mm. there were parts of, the, of, of, of his delivery of things where he would whisper and he would tell you something, and it was yeah. really funny, but it didn't carry yeah. through on the recording. So he'd be like, got permission from paul personally and it's like wait did you say you got permission from paul personally holy shit and then like that doesn't translate onto the show because it just dead air. <laughs> oh, boo. yeah but um no they apparently they reached out and got personal permission not that they needed it i mean just pay the royalty you know but <laughs> they got the blessing from paul to do it and uh man some people were uh were salty about that did you no, see the comments on Paul's social media? What? Was it a bunch of weird alphals saying, release chicken pot pie? Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would. I love chicken pot pie. I've, so no, I've been, <laughs> I've been so going good. on a weird out binge lately. Yeah. Wait, wait there. <laughs> We're left with Paul and Barack. Legends. Look, Abe in the back. Just... Good job, boss. <laughs> well deserved. <laughs> are all the other people all the guys in his band are americans are they all americans uh except for the keyboard player okay wix but it is an all-american band how weird <laughs> sorry i don't know why i did that we're coming to your town we'll help you party down we're an american band. while we've taken over sam's Patreon account Please subscribe to Ranking the Beatles, leave us five-star reviews, and if you want to drop us a little wine, uh, you can buy us a coffee at rankingthebeatles.com. A little, little change in the coffers. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. 
What I else, can't, how I else can't can we for, take over? I can't wait for Sam to listen to this later. I'll be like, these assholes. Hijack your Patreon for a minute. Never walk back into... Oh, have you been addressing my fan base, hilarious? Yeah. <laughs> We've stolen yeah. the ball. No, if, if you want to listen to a podcast, we'll be get decent guests. Uh, you know. <laughs> You know, Julie just brought up a really interesting thing that I'd never put the math together on. Paul's entire band almost is American, except for Wicks. Yeah, like that's cool. a very unusual situation to find himself in. I feel like. Well, you know, they just do as they're told, don't they? You know, <laughs> they know the bread is buttered. <laughs> well, you know. So what'd they, you grab? Oh, uh, oh, why not show up on camera? <laughs> oh yes uh, it looks like you're holding up like just like a face a picture, cut out <laughs> yeah it's it's my copy of dare to be stupid and dare to be stupid. i love it so much yes i love it so much like you there, there was a part of me thinking oh you know i love the hits i love the polkas but mm-hmm. am i am i going to be upset with you know just constant parodies and then the style parodies and i'm and i'm just sat there like i want a new duck and just weird songs like <laughs> what a new duck yeah um slime creatures from out uh, girls just want to have lunch that was so funny um, but have you seen uh uhf no i have i haven't seen the weird owl story i haven't seen uhf either and uhf is hilarious stupid you're so stupid you're so stupid today we're gonna teach poodles how to fly <laughs> it's still like one of the funniest things features a uh a, a, uh, a pre-Seinfeld Michael Richards yes. as Stanley Spadowski, the janitor. Mm. He's in love Classic. with his mop, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the mop is like, you don't don't take his mop. I feel like I saw this when I was a kid or like an early teen, and I was like, this is not funny. We're going to rewatch it. No, we're, we're not going to rewatch yes. it. Oh. And then the whole, uh, <laughs> you get to drink from the fire hose. Yeah. And it's, it's so good. So good. Oh, now, you, when you posted that the other day, it put me on a Weird Al kick. Like last weekend over nice. breakfast, like we're sitting there and I started putting on, I put on Alapalooza. And uh, then I ran through a couple polkas while we were like eating our pancakes. What's your favorite polka? <laughs> Ooh. Um, what's the one on um, Off the Deep End? Oh, um it's like the early, early 90s, late 80s polka. Pump up the jam. Hey, pump up the jam. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. That's me in the corner. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's me in the corner. Like losing my religion. Okay. I love that. Um, he's ruined so many songs for me, though. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. The, um, oh, no. I said to him. <laughs> um, there's that stain song he does in Angry White Boy Polka. And it's mm-hmm. like, um, because inside you're ugly, ugly like me. I can see through you, see through the real you. And it's like, it's really fun. And then yeah. I, I went back to the real one. It's like, I can see through. Oh, fuck this. Turned it off straight away. <laughs> There's just such a great feeling when he gets to that, like, and like, you know, you're off for the races. It's so good. When my one of my bands, we used to listen to a lot of Weird Al in the van when we'd be driving around and just like, we, I think someone at some point made a playlist of all the pulpits. Yeah. And we spent like, an that, hour just Spotify, like, yeah. your adrenaline gets going after a while. Like, your heart beats no, but they flow incredibly oh, so well. Good. I mean, so I, good. I do take out Bohemian Polka. I sure. Think it's, it's, it's a bad idea, as is 
<laughs> as is the one on UHF, which is just Rolling Stone songs. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the point... The point is, it's supposed to teach me about music that I've missed out on. Like, it's a great, you know, <laughs> his, like journey through the history of music, you know? Yeah. But what's funny is, like, Weird Al songs kind of tend to replace the originals sometimes. Like, a few weeks ago, my 90s cover band was playing, and we did Lump by President of the United States of America. Mm. Third, so we do the solo the section. Da, ba, 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 da, da, and when we get back to the verse, I space on the lyrics... And all I can think of are the actual lyrics to Gump. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm trying to like get the words to come out my mouth, and I'm just like, his buddy Bubba was a shrimp loving man. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I went, and I'm like, do I just continue with Gump? <laughs> like, it's because, like, it's just what's in my head. Oh, you're Even a laughed. Yeah. We were in the grocery the other day, and um, Living on the Edge was playing over the, uh, the Muzak station. Uh -huh. And all I was thinking was living in the fridge. <laughs> is the one called living in the fridge? Oh my God. Yes. I, I think it's one. on Alapalooza, I think. Um, yeah, it's really good. Oh my goodness. I, I only, so uh, I, I was I was listening to Jurassic Park and I was like, I know this song. And like, mm -hmm. it, it turns out my grand used to play MacArthur Park all the time when I was, when I, when I was younger. But then, uh, I was, but then I was like, no, I've still heard this from somewhere else. And I am going to do an, an, an offensive impression here, but it's an impression of someone else's offensive impression. Uh, okay. the, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Lisa is in a talent show and she goes mm. up, up against Apu's daughter. Mm. And she goes, I am now going to play MacArthur Park on the tabla. And everyone laughs. <laughs> But then you hear her going, um, and I'll never get that recipe again. Oh no! <laughs> and, and I was like, that's where I've heard Jurassic Park yeah. by Weird Al from. Oh. I had heard of MacArthur Park when that came out, and I remember buying the cassette for Alapalooza and having it on in my mom's car. And she's like, "This is an actual song." I was like, "Well, yeah, but I've, I've just never heard it." And she had it on a record or somewhere. And I remember just being like, well, this is lame. This isn't funny at all. <laughs> Why are we singing about cakes? This is really stupid. <laughs> but oh my God, I love Weird Al. I love how love, clean, love, love. he's clean as well. It's yeah. but like, not in that annoying Jim Gaffigan way where it's like, I don't even say the F word. It's like, yeah. he, he will make you know, inappropriate innuendos and stuff, but he does it in, a, in that kind of Paul McCartney way where I've never actually said anything offensive. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very like wholesome and you feel like he's very nice and you definitely want to be friends with him because it would just be funny. Yeah. A lot like you would just be laughing a lot. Oh. Have you heard or seen his cover of What Is Life from the George Fest a few years ago? Really? He what he just does Dude. a straight a straight up cover. Straight up cover, yeah. So oh, it was like an all-star oh, George shit. Jam thing. All these different oh, people. Oh my god, that sounds yeah. so awesome. Like, I think Brian Wilson closed it with My Sweet Lord. It's all these musicians coming in. And I think Danny had put it together. And Weird Al came out as straight as, like, just straight laced. Did What Is Life. Smoking is so good. Like, it's not funny. It's just is, a really good cover. Is it, with, <laughs> is it with his band or the band that was on stage? No, there was, like, a house band for the night. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, nice. like, it, it was really, it's on YouTube, I think. I'm pretty sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get into Weird Al's guitarist because I just think he's amazing. Uh, Jim yeah. West, I think his name is. And then I looked up his discography and it's just Weird Al. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think someone from his band, he posted this on Instagram that it's someone from his band got nominated for a Grammy for like 
a solo record or something like that. Oh. Um, I don't know who or what he plays. I don't remember, but that's the thing. He's had the same band, I think, almost his entire career. Yeah. And those players are so talented. No, you, they, they are better. If you ever some, watch live yeah. stuff, like they're incredible. Like they're just as good live. Like they pull everything off live that they do on record. And like they're to be that flexible and that skilled is just incredible. Like those guys are top notch musicians, like hands down. For sure. Uh, they must produce the songs in two stages, though, where there's the live band bit and then the uh, sound effects and synth orchestras, because they, oh, sure, yeah. they, they, they obviously play that as a backing track live, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, um, you know, like Tweety Bird sounds and stuff, stuff mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> but besides that, it's insane how much they can do with a banjo, an accordion, a bass and a drum. Yeah. Are you ready to polka? it's so good (laughs) now as someone who regularly finds themselves seething with a jealous rage whenever i see what guest you've got on the show next (laughs) um i want to i want to ask an honest question here are you part of a particularly cool circle of people or are you just good with reaching out and emailing people (laughs) (laughs) um I don't think I'm part of a particularly cool circle. Of it's people. me. It's all me. Honestly. Oh yeah, no. I wasn't <laughs> talking. I wasn't, I wasn't talking to you, Jonathan. It wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My vanity caught up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm completely Put kidding. Ego I do none of this work. I have nothing to do with it. It's all Jonathan. That's <laughs> why I'm making this joke. Uh, I think well, it's like, just so the a band that I toured in in uh, in like 2007 and 2010 uh, had had some success in the states and like toured and did like you know large venues and festivals and like were somewhat well known um and through that i was able to meet a lot of people that have been on the show but not not a ton um but it's really just been like reaching out to people like kyle gas does this thing where he like posts like a little snippet of a cover almost every day on instagram and there was a point where i think he posted uh, a video of Here Comes the Sun. I realized that was like the third Beatles cover he'd done that I had seen. And then last year, while I was working uh, out in our backyard, I was listening to a podcast that Tenacious D was on because I just wanted to have a podcast on. And I heard them mention in the in the context of the show that Kyle's like a huge Beatles nerd. So I just kind of was like, he seems to really like know his shit. And I just, in the comments Aww. of this video, I was like, I did it from the Ranking the Beatles account. And I was like, would you ever want to come on our podcast and discuss a Beatles song? And he said, he, re- he replied back in like 10 minutes, sure, I'm in. So from there, I was like, I was like, how do I contact him? So there was a, a link on his, in his bio with an email form and I filled it out. And then maybe a week later, uh, got an email from his management. Kyle would love to do it. Let's set up a date. And uh, it was just that easy. It's pretty wild. And I mean, and that's kind of how we, that's how we got Dave Depper from Death Cab. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he, he was posting also during COVID several videos, learning the guitar parts for Andrew Bird could sing. Mm. And so I was just like, Hey man, would you ever be interested? And sure. So like, it's just dumb luck and reaching out to people. Cause I think people, especially people who are just, who are creative and are Beatles fans love to sit around and talk about it. Like you and I do. So Oh, it's yeah. a matter of asking. The worst thing they can say is no or or just not reply, you know? No, I had a no email off Mark Lewis and, and, it, and it, it cut right through my soul. 
like he was like I think he said like I get about fifteen of these a day. I'm not being rude, but like you know I I do just yeah. get inundated with these requests. And I'm like, yeah, but this, sure. is a, this is a request from a decent podcast, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's his loss. Like, yeah. fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that Look, really no, I want, I, I, want, I, I want to hear Mark, Mark Lewison doing dick jokes, you know? That's, that's, <laughs> that's the room. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been a pretty easy process just reaching out to people. Or, like, if there's somebody that I, I want to go after I will like dig around until I find their publicist and then just throw an email out and say, you know, this is my show. These are some previous guests I've had. I'd like to talk to them about one of these, you know, one of these songs. The conversation I would like to have is blah, blah, blah. And you either get a yes or a no. It's not all that. I mean, it just takes a little bit of legwork to find the publicist sometimes. And like sometimes, you know, they'll have a, uh, a U.S. publicist or a U.K. publicist or an international publicist. Um, and it's really, it's just a matter of reaching out and asking. And then sometimes they work with other people. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, well, would you want to talk to this person? Sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've got a few coming up that have been through that where it's been like, we've interviewed one person and then the publicist has said, you know, would you oh, also be up for this person? That's so like, that's kind of nice. And um, once they realize we're not like complete maniacs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we're getting to a point where we've had a couple of people reach out to us, which is like a Mm -hmm. nice place to be. So it's cool. Like, you know, we were taping one the other day and I kind of let it loose on the episode that's coming out. Whereas like, I've realized that the rankings are secondary now. It's like, I think it's capturing people's connections and stories that's become more the focus than the ranking at least in my head. I mean, the rankings are still obviously like the meat of the idea, mm. but I get more pleasure out of talking about people's relations, relationship to the music or to the band. Mm. That's what um, I'm enjoying. I've had that on Paul and I think though, just in, in the sense that more and more, each episode has more and more digressions and other topics mm-hmm. that we cover. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and whenever I get, anxious and i post on the twitter or, or on the patreon like am i am i spending too much time chatting about other stuff i never get no like no do do whatever and you know once you reach a certain amount of episodes the, the people who are there they're there for you as people you know yeah uh-huh. agreed for sure mm. for sure not not and- not not me with your show i just do it to like <laughs> maintain a facade so that we can network you know uh- <laughs> I'm just here to leech off your listenership. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Like, I mean, what I'll do is I will I will play an episode of Two Legs and then turn the volume off, but just so I can just 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 in case the police walk in the room, I'm like, and what happened? He was arrested listening to Two Legs. It's on record, Rihanna. <laughs> on record. You can see the timestamp. That play they got from New Orleans, that was us. <laughs> Something you, you, you need to do, though, it does help with the numbers. The moment your friend leaves a phone unlocked, go on the podcast app, just subscribe. <laughs> oh. Good call. Yeah. Mm. Good call. Mm. That's where 98% of my downloads come from. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Every I'm time, a- like, your like mom gets a new phone and you set yeah. it up for her, sure. Wink. Subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. I do it through cat burglary. What Podbean hasn't noticed is that every one of my names in the 37 mile radius is subscribed to my, to my, to my podcast. And then I, I just leave a little note saying, you've been had by the tooth fairy, you know. How do you even know? Like, I don't think we get that information of how many subscribers we have. We don't. Not um, subscribers. 
you like listeners yeah or downloads I, yeah i wish I, I wish like you could get the number of like how many people are subscribed on itunes or subscribed on spotify or whatever yes. um i would like to have that just because i'm curious um but it also like it's really interesting to me to, to like because our episodes typically go live 1 a.m local time on tuesdays on my local time which I, I, i'm guessing goes live at 6 a.m for you um, but it's always cool to wake up on Tuesday morning and like roll over and grab the phone and like open up the app. And it's like 98 listens already. I'm not even out of bed. That's stupid. <laughs> like, who's oh, listening to this? No, but you know, you know, when you look at the views of day two and you get, and you get that huge drop off and it's like, it's oh, still yeah. like, it's still three <laughs> times what it normally is on a normal day. But mm-hmm. there's just that part of you that thinks, Maybe a thousand people just discovered it yesterday. yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) It's still weird to me that people are listening to our show. Oh, for sure. Like, I still find it weird that it's not just like Kyle Melanson and, you know, two other friends. Yeah. Um, But what's what's weird is also like, have you ever found that the shows that you think are going to do really well never do? Oh, like, um, sometimes I know that my audience knows that I'm putting out a filler episode. Like, Listen With Sam just doesn't get the downloads that the other episodes do. Official mm-hmm. official album reviews get way more downloads. Official album reviews with Ken Michael's name always get way more downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been, it's been quite random, actually. Like, um, a lot of YouTubers who, are, who I've had on their, their episodes suddenly spike up like double double the numbers john john mm-hmm. eaton and and andrew dixon because they just brought a brand new audience with them that was fun yeah yeah but the jeffrey giuliano episode recently has not mm-hmm. done the numbers it's just yeah <laughs> which was surprising yeah. i mean he's a polarizing figure for sure i might i might put out the full video and just apologize to the patreon patrons because <laughs> it, it is a good video and yeah He's starting a podcast now. Is he really? Yeah, and I'm okay. not saying I've influenced him because I'm the only podcaster <laughs> who talks to him, but I've definitely influenced him. On his new show, John or Nothing. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I think it's just going to be a show called John Sucked Dick, and it's just <laughs> it's just every single... So I'm going to list every, every episode. We're going to talk about a different homosexual encounter that John Lennon definitely had. <laughs> Ranking will the I, dicks with John wow. Will I will I reveal my sources or how I came into contact with their sources? Of course not. I'm Jeffrey Giuliano. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the best shit posting though, because like he's just putting out stuff that's just gonna like draw ire. No, he is but... the Trump of Beatles. Oh god, like, dude. Uh author, author, <laughs> never come authorship. back on your show. Yeah. <laughs> He'll never come back if you call him that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Paul's a good beetle. He's a great beetle. Uh, man, good songs. Uh, jazz, my guy. Okay, okay. Call him low I, energy. I don't George. like. I don't like All crooked. Right. I don't like crooked Linda. She's a pig. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Oh my God! I don't want to hear that voice ever again. Oh. I want Joe Biden. Joe Biden needs a drug test. Joe Biden's a drug addict. That was my oh favorite my part God. of the second campaign. He on Twitter every day because. Honestly, I only ever check Twitter just to see what crazy shit Trump was saying next. Go, oh, God. Guys, come look at this. Come look at this. 
it's, 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 he kept asking Biden for a drug test, and I thought that's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's like he's clearly being like Trump's being kept alive with a concoction of something, so like was, cocaine yeah. and uppers and yeah. Big Macs. <laughs> like it's like runs on nothing but the filling of Taco Bell. Um, Taco Bell ground beef. <laughs> not 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 to ruin a joke. I will tell the next time we do this. But your professional podcasters, you can pretend to laugh. <laughs> Good one. Sure. Uh, Pro- uh, when Jerry Seinfeld does five minutes at this Gershwin Award thing, he goes like, "So let's just let's just analyze some Beatles lyrics, okay?" Goes, What's the deal with this walrus? What's the deal with the walrus? It's not even Paul. You know. Who can get And then you oh, could do Michael Richards once. He's a walrus. He's a oh, walrus. God. Oh, dude. <laughs> Deep cut. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> chill out, Mike. Chill out. Outburst comes out on a podcast. Wow. <laughs> that poor bastard. Oh man. He, no. really? I shouldn't. I mean, not poor bastard, but no. But man, it really, did, it you ever watch birth. a man's career just crumble in twenty seconds? Yeah, really? <laughs> That's that. No. Uh, no. I've I've seen Ringo's career dissolve in three minutes after Snookeroo, but that. that uh, <laughs> That's, That's a jam, though, man. <laughs> What was the, the uh, interview that he's on in the early 80s where he's just like hammered and he's taking pictures of people while he's like oh, God, laid I'm out on this couch? One. Oh, God. He like comes out for an interview and he's got a camera with him, like a Polaroid camera. And he's like sauced. And he's like, oh, Richard, good to see you. And sits down. And he's just. <laughs> and he just looks at people. And, then, <laughs> and he's just. That's Taking it. Polaroids the whole time and making nonsense answers. It's kind of great. <laughs> the thing you were doing with your lips there was very Ringo than the camera. <laughs> <laughs> he does that. He's always just kind of kissing the air when he's drunk. Next question is just for you. Uh-huh. Of course, you are a frightfully normal person in terms of being podcast <laughs> hosts. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> I wanted to know. In general. Uh, what your impression of the general Beatles fan base is and what contact you may or may not have had with them on social media and YouTube and stuff like that. What what do you think of modern Beatleheads? Um, I think it sort of depends on who we're talking about. Mm. Um, most of the people that I have met via this podcast and has mostly been on Zoom, like you and the Blotto guys, we just spoke to uh, Dr. Feldman Barrett, Christine Feldman Barrett, who wrote the book, um, Women's History of the Beatles, thank you, have all been wonderful and pleasant and great to talk to. Um, I don't really have too much experience with the other people that I know exist. <laughs> I sort of just like acknowledge that they're there, but then ignore it. I think like one person at one point like found me on Twitter and was like, nah, nah, nah. and I was just like, the fuck out of my mentions. What do you want from me? I'm like, don't listen to the show if you don't want to listen to the show. I don't give a fuck. Like, uh, I really don't care. Um, it, yeah. That's- well, and like, to be fair, like you stay out of the social media interactions from the account. Like, yeah, whether every it's now on and then Twitter I'll, or Instagram or I'll have that if it's like someone I know and they've like tagged my personal account or something like that. Um, but 
other than that, yeah, I kind of stay out of it because I just like I also don't have like the knowledge to like defend points like Jonathan does. <laughs> like if someone's like, well, it is this this nineteen sixty nine like some bullshit reference, and I'm like, I don't even know what they're talking. Like I don't know what that means. I can't make this argument because I don't know. Like I. And it's not things that I want to know. Like, I just don't have the space <laughs> in my brain for that much knowledge about this one subject. That's too much knowledge! <laughs> yeah. But also, I, I don't want to know because I want to be the counterpoint to your knowledge on the podcast. I want to, I try to listen to these songs, like, with fresh ears from the perspective of someone that hasn't heard the stories a million times and oh, hasn't no, read no, all the books. And you are you are a lot more informed than most um, true crime podcast co-hosts because <laughs> most they all have one guest, one host who's done all the research and has learned about mm-hmm. the serial killer, and then you have the other one that just goes, "Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she killed him. She killed him. <laughs> oh, I don't like the sound of that person. You know." Uh, <laughs> no, I will say though, I, I, will, I do want to throw this out there even though you do pride yourself on being the moderate uh, recently we had um, some friends over for dinner and during the discuss- during dinner, uh, the conversation turned to the <laughs> Beatles and the wife in this couple is not a Beatles fan. And she thought Julie um, was a nerd. Come on. Is that how <laughs> well, no, what was great was she was like, you know, we were like, well, why don't you like the Beatles? And she was like, musically, not always my jam, but also like John and Paul are kind of awful humans I don't remember her saying that. I thought it was more of like she had a bigger problem with, as you referenced, the people that tend to really like them are sometimes. Okay, see, I thought she, I thought her problem was with like historical behavior of the Beatles mm. because Julia went into kind of like this explanation of like <laughs> the root of the cause of various behaviors, you know, like John's, uh, you know, abuse history. Uh, and the traumas he dealt with that like manifested them as his own problems and demons going forward and went into this like lengthy defense <laughs> of the Beatles as humans and uh, but uh, utilizing information that she learned over the last year. And it was like watching a baby bird just fly <laughs> out of the nest. And I was like, I'm so into you right now. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. And I'm, I'm going to take you word. back home. I said nothing. <laughs> I just sat there and watched. It was like, oh, we doing this later. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like you uh, are growing as a fan. You're becoming more appreciative. Yeah, I think I understand it. Uh, like I understand more of sort of like their story and also I think it's good that I haven't read all the books because I haven't heard like one or two people's interpretation of the story like I'm kind of taking like little bits and pieces of the story from here and there and thinking about who they were as people and what they lived through up until the point when they became more famous than pretty much anyone in the world bigger than Rod Rod Stewart <laughs> would not be famous for another four years. I'm like, what? <laughs> Rob is Oh, sorry. <laughs> and didn't really know how to handle that because, like, no one had really done that before. So I think it's, you know, it's easy to sit in a place of 2021 and look back at the things they may have done or said and say, like, oh, they're they're bad. But, you know, we're all humans. None of us are perfect. We all make poor choices. And 
you know, they had, a, they had a lot going on and there was like, there wasn't like PR back then to like clean up your mess. Like the music industry has today, yeah. you yeah. know, they didn't have that. They didn't have people telling them like, Oh, don't say that. Cause that's bad. Or like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. They were just like kids figuring it out with a bunch of people not telling them no. Yeah. Which is kind of hard. So I don't know. Anyway, that was a veered off <laughs> on a tangent. I was going to say, um, um, not, not only are we um, judging them from a point of like kind of abject moral absolutism where we know exactly how their life should have gone, we're also coming at this from a, a position of not having the opulence and temptation they had as well. Like, are, okay. you, telling, are you telling me if you're not smashed, you're not just going to walk over to Bridget Bardot and make a, a complete tit of yourself? You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Like, I mean, for, for anyone to sit there, like, you get a lot of people in England saying, oh, these... MPs and politicians putting their money in accounts abroad, dodging their taxes. Yeah, but you've never wanted to do that ever. <laughs> you never had the money to put an account abroad. Yeah. <laughs> you never had the tax you need to dodge. Right. Like we really like, yeah. I don't think general, I don't think any of us can comprehend what they lived through. I, and we were talking about this the other day with, with Christine Feldman Barrett, you know, or maybe it was with, it might not be, it might've been with um, Susan Castle here. But think about this, right? Imagine you're in a fight with your your partner, your spouse, your wife, whatever, and you have to go to work that day. You're going to be in a mood and not doing your best work, right? Now, let's say you're George Harrison going to to work at Twickenham for the Let It Be sessions. You're fighting with your wife because you have another woman living in your house in the same house as your wife and you're just like you can't do anything about it because i'm fourth under god like <laughs> no one is like, like i'm the fourth best known human or the best known entity after god like and then you have to go to work mm-hmm. and create the music that he ended up creating that, that they did in that session mm-hmm. if we have a fight i know my, i'm gonna be in a shitty headspace all day and my work will suffer that day. But they lived these lives that had the most bizarre circumstances going on and cr- still managed to create the greatest art that has ever been done in recorded music. Like, while, you know, strung out on drugs, dealing with, uh, you know, all these different things. Like, these people are fucking superhuman, like, in their abilities when you think about that. Mm-hmm. That's mind-boggling to me. So, yeah, I don't know how I got there. lots of tangents today it's like that george harrison quote you know um the fans gave their money but the beatles gave their nervous systems (laughs) and 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 it's and and it's like you know if you're like paula and you and you love the work yeah you probably come out of the beatles on the other end really happy but george probably had ptsd for sure just for sure like post post traumatic stress syndrome, like my my, my dad suffered from it. It's not a, a a combat war zone specific thing. If 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 you're stood there terrified and there's ten thousand people screaming mm-hmm. at you and rushing at you every mm-hmm. day and chasing you and hounding you, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of stress. That's a lot of yeah. trauma. And, and just never never being able know, to like, sit still, like for years, just mm. constantly go 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 go. You know, and then you see like, oh well, they had two weeks off in 1965 so they went on the you know they went to wherever and like that's their only time like it's not natural for humans to move 
as much as touring musicians have to. I think I think people genuinely need that like that kind of mooring of having a home base. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why like your big acts now don't tour like they used to do back in you know the sixties. That's why in the seventies, uh, you know, Paul bought or was renting houses around the U.S. so they could just play the show, fly back to Chicago, fly out the next day. But like you at least had a home base. Um, they didn't have that when you like they were in a plane in a room in a car in a room in a room in a room. You know, like it's just not a natural way to live. And I think it really takes its toll on your on your psyche, and people react to that differently. I think George kind of just shut down from it. I think John reacted somewhat negatively. I think Paul just loved the work and was up for it. I think he loved the work more than anyone else. So he didn't mind the the downside, but also, you know, was able to kind of have a home base when he was home. Like he still managed to have like, you know, living with Jane Asher and her family gave him like a family sense where he could be, he could be by himself if Jane's out, you know, working on something uh, but he also had a house with a mother and a father that he could stay in mm. uh, and give him that weight, you know. And then just uh, capping off with Ringo, obviously he wasn't an alcoholic right. after the Beatles for no <laughs> right. reason. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> it wasn't down to Snookaroo. Uh. <laughs> Poor Snookaroo. That song gets gets dragged to the coals. It's a, it's a, isn't that Elton John and Bernie Taupin wrote that, I think? Good question. I, will, I, don't know I, will look. I think that's an Elton John song. <laughs> to the internet. <laughs> I think that's Elton John wrote that. Elton and Bernie. Yes. Elton's just the music guy, yeah. isn't he? It was. Yep. Mm. There you go. I was thinking about your show in terms of longevity, because shows with a definite set number of episodes kind of give me anxiety, because I like the idea of doing a show forever. Have you thought about maybe take like a year break at the end of the show, come back and then do it? Do we do ranking the Beatles, but from Julia's perspective? <laughs> so funny enough, we've actually talked about this. How far are you into your list creation right now? She's doing her own rankings now. Oh, uh, not that far. I started <laughs> it one day and put like an hour You're like, this and a half birds, into it. Man, and then this. I was like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> to do. <laughs> we, we've talked about it. Right. Are you frozen? Okay. There you go. You're back. No, no. we've I'm talked good, about it. Uh, it's it's been explored. Yeah, it's been explored. I don't know. I mean, we're still pretty far away from it. Uh, and as it is right now, we've been we're in the midst of what's been a three or four week break, which is the longest that we've taken off. Yeah. But you know, it's now I miss it. <laughs> but it's coming back next week. I don't. <laughs> She's I was, like, I wish we, we could. started back recording. I was like, do we have to? <laughs> it's so much work. I've always yeah. been a and Rolling Stones it. fan, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's worth, we might do something like that. Well, we're going to do something with her ranking at some point. We just don't know what it is. I mean, not a whole series. Like, I'm not rest- I'm not doing a whole other 223 episodes. No, no, ranking. you have to commit. Oh my god, no. go 67 no. or whatever. Yeah. I will give you two episodes. We'll split it in half. <laughs> we could do it like uh the big beetle sword out does like four or five at a time. I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, are they is, is Big Beetle Sword Out the one with the two brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, there are so many shows that I've got queued up to explore, yeah. but then mm-hmm. All the shows that I like post new content, and I'm like, right. well, do I 
do, do I risk just, you know, going in? I mean, um, this is now a defunct show, but um, there was a show called A Submarine That Is Yellow, which is mm. one of my favorite titles. And it was like just four or five year, uh, young, young Can't lads. Can't sue us, and guys. Can't sue us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, you've seen Paul, uh, Grand Dude's Green Submarine, haven't you? Yeah, that, like, the new book. Come, is, is Paul McCartney legally not allowed to use the <laughs> term yellow submarine? He wrote the song! Come on! Wants to keep all no, the No, sorry, all Paul. Uh, Sony, you have to pay Sony if you want to use a yellow submarine. Right. You know? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess who owns the licensing to the yellow submarine, to the to the name, to the concept of it outside of the song. Because wasn't that like Suba Films well, no, or something that did the movie? Well, no, I think the guy who owns it is uh, is is the Admiral from Pepperland. You know, <laughs> the one that talks like that. <laughs> he sounds like the guy that was on the... Uh, <laughs> what was the voice you were the saying? Is a, the Manish are coming, the Manish are coming. <laughs> <laughs> All youth should move to a different country. You will not cut me off. <laughs> No, no, That's no, no, no. The meanish, uh, the meanish, no, the meanish, uh, the meanish are coming. The borders are being flooded with illegal meanies coming into this country. That's kind of what the movie's about. And take... <laughs> Yellow Submarine is like See, low key commentary on uh, immigration reform. <laughs> I don't know. If that's true. I might have delusions of grandeur here, but I'm so happy that. The remake of Yellow Submarine. Now Thank God, I can be involved. Yeah. No, because now I can be involved in the remake of Yellow Submarine. <laughs> do and your own remake. No, so the way you do it is the movie opens during Abbey Road era. They're about to break up, and then they go into Pepperland to save Pepperland. And in doing so, they don't break up, and the Beatles go on into the sunset oh, as a band yeah. in 1970. And the and the submarine, the final shot of the movie is the submarine just landing on Yoko, and it's like a really oh, violent God. graphic, hard <laughs> R. Like 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 you see a compound fracture burst out of her Jesus arm. It's Christ. really violent. Yeah. <laughs> That's so dark. And like she's not and she's not killed instantly either. Like it's it holds on her for five minutes. She doesn't minutes. deserve that. Come on. Yeah. That's terrible. All right. I, I, Okay, it happens to Mal Evans then. All right. <laughs> what did I helped you for so many I years? I used to get socks for you. <laughs> <laughs> or it, it, okay, it crushes Jeffrey Chu. <laughs> happy now. <laughs> there we go. I um I was showing her the um Oh, those sketches. The sketches oh. and like roughs that came oh, out. Oh, it's so cool. And they were coming out the it's sky. It's so and I was fucking like, weird. I'm glad that it's so dark and weird and bizarre. No, do you know what was cool? They they had more interactions with the Blue Meanies, with the Beatles in the real world. You know, with that woman that came out the water to like tempt Rita mm -hmm. to like drown him. <laughs> that's so weird. Like, that That's cool though. The, the idea that the, 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 the Blue Meanies are an actual threat in the mm -hmm. movie because... If if we take a basic book of screenwriting to Yellow Submarine, it it, it gets an F oh, sure. Like it's <laughs> yeah, like you have this opening ten minute sequence which features none of the main characters who are seen again to like the last ten minutes of the movie, <laughs> and it has barely anything to do with what's going on. It's got no Beatle music. Like knowledge dictates you open like in the cavern or in Abbey Road or you know just them. Mm -hmm. out, playing a song, playing play a song in the studio. There we go. That's the opening song of the soundtrack. You can do it. You would think. Anything. 
that point. You would think. Yes. No, but you'd think they'd make Yesterday a good movie, but, you know. I didn't think it was bad. People blast that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it gets trashed. Oh. Oh, I destroyed it. I didn't think it was bad. Why didn't you like it? Because I wanted a sci-fi Beatles concept movie, not a romantic oh. comedy. I wanted an exploration of what... Because I was like, oh, so they're going to talk about like, oh, what if you brought a song from 1963 to 2012 or 2020 or whatever? How would that affect the, the cause and effect reality mm, of the world? Okay. Would he have to do dubstep Beatles songs? <laughs> or like, um, <laughs> you, you know... W- I guess if you were going to remake Beatles songs as if they never existed, it would probably be like the Mumford and Sons or Fleet Foxes Uh kind of, like, because, I mean, you could maybe try and go a little poppier, like Kings of Leon or something, perhaps, Uh, but they're they're, they're a bit too rocky. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't see, like, Hello Goodbye going up against Iggy (laughs) Azalea. Did you ever read, um, there was a book that came out probably back in the 90s. I want to say. I'm going to say no. I I can't remember the name of it now and it's killing me. But the premise is this guy can travel through time when he's got, when he's listening to music and headphones and he's able to go back in time and prevent the Beatles from breaking up, Jimi Hendrix from overdose or choking on his vomit gets brian wilson to complete smile and i think there's maybe you might save jim morrison or some shit but who cares about jim morrison um but a totally weird book and i can't remember i want to say it was called like signs or signals or something like that but it was Mm -hmm. like the furthest i ever went into like sci-fi alternate reality type thing but it was purely because it was like can this man save the beatles (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, guys, stop fighting. <laughs> I have to find that book. It was weird. I like I like that you made him a whiny New Yorker. Come, come on, guys. Come on. You're too good for that. <laughs> Brian, no, finish the record. Would, would Woody Allen get sent back in time to oh, 1968? Like, <laughs> just like, come on, Beatles. Like, why can't it fight so much? Like, uh, you're making me feel awkward. Like, I would never want to be a part of a of a Fab Four that would have me as a member. <laughs> Oh my god. Sam. la dee da. Obla dee la dee da. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Oh. Killing me. Mm. No, one of one of my barometers for my fr- uh, for my friendship group is whether someone finds Diane Keaton attractive in 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 Annie Hall cuz oh, yeah. she's gorgeous in that. She's gorgeous in, in everything, movie. yeah. But yeah. Except when she's crying in Godfather 2. She has a very ugly <laughs> cry face, Diane Keaton does. Meryl Streep's got an ugly cry face. Emma Stone's got an ugly cry like face. Most Just people like have ugly cry faces. Yeah. It's hard to not look like Popeye not me. when you cry. <laughs> I, I cry like this. <laughs> look how handsome I am. <laughs> yeah. There's that great shot in Friends where... It, it it looks like Joey's looking out of a raining window. It's oh yeah. <laughs> and then the camera the pans thing. out. The little painted glass. It's so good. Oh, it's it's so so good. good. <laughs> I always uh, thought about that. Do you ever see the Oasis video for "Don't Go Away"? Off Be Her Now. No, <laughs> it's kind of a lame video, but it keeps cutting back to this shot of a very sincere-looking Liam Gallagher uh, behind a window with 
rain hitting the glass as he's singing the the verses mm-hmm. and it's like this guy has no emotion in real life like all this guy is out of his <laughs> mind on cocaine stop trying to make him look sympathetic and like earnest about this so- sad song yeah because i this is not real <laughs> he's not that kind of heartthrob no <laughs> he's not that he's not that guy no save that for take that or robbie williams or one of those guys justin timberlake I know he's not even that sympathetic of a guy. He's always what? like, yes. in like that one thing he remember- where he's like, oh, maybe Britney cheated on me, and I uh, made this video that's okay. like revenge porn. But they like all the what was he was in NSYNC. Yeah, like they had all those like little romantic Word. songs. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> oh. Okay. He 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 brought sexy back. <laughs> <laughs> he did bring sexy back. That is a jam. But that was like his solo. Yeah, right? that was like his first solo record. Those are all songs Michael Jackson turned down. Mm. Well, do, do, do you remember? Like people don't believe me when I said this, but the media after Jackson died all hailed Timberlake as the new king of pop, and it always pissed me off. I'm like, that they, they should have been progressive and called Madonna the new king of pop. Mm. That mm. that that yeah. would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Well. I, I, there wasn't but, um, enough difference between what he was doing and like late era Michael Jackson because it was the same songs written by the same writers. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, mm-hmm. here's the next logical step in the same sound songs. And then his career just like fizzled. I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's fizzled. I think it's fizzled. I think he takes more time between shit because he can because he's older now. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude's 40 something now. Is he? Yeah, he's older than you and me. Is he? Yeah. Oh shit. At least a year or two. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So, and now oh, he's wow. got a wife and kids, and he doesn't have to put out a record every couple yeah. of years. He can take five years. I feel like he put out a record. Well, the last one tanked. Thank you. Oh, but he, Sam. Okay. What the- but if he, <laughs> if he put a tour on sale, I'm like, oh, his career's kind of fizzled. And you're like, fuck no, it hasn't. And I'm like, well, it's rest, last record. Yeah, fucking tank. What the fuck? But if, okay, the record didn't sell, but no one's record sell. But if he put on a if he put a tour on sale right now, it would probably sell out. Mm, I don't know. I would bet you. I think the tides have turned on Justin Timberlake. You think? In the free Britney era, yeah, the tides I'll have give turned you that. on Justin I'll give Timberlake. You that. But also, I think public perception is different than than what people will actually where 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 they will put their money. Hmm. I wow. mean, how often people are like, oh, this guy's a total piece of shit. Who's got the number one box office hit this week? Johnny Tapped. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, okay, yeah. great. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sure he'll schedule a tour at some point. We'll, and find, we out. See. we'll I, find out. I will find this recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Timberlake's got more uh, curry uh, favored with uh, the public than uh, Johnny Depp, I think. Probably. Uh, he... he even though, like, technically Johnny Depp was, like, legally exonerated, like, it was just gone. The, the reputation, like, the horse. Yeah. I just got a big the- issue with Johnny Depp, like, doing this whole Hollywood vampires band nonsense with uh, Alice Oh, it's, oh, it's wank, it's isn't it? It's absolutely terrible. wank. It's, tr- it's awful. Yeah. And, like, dudes out there with, like, $10,000 less Pauls uh, and, you know. I just lost him out of the music. <laughs> He just looks like such an asshole, and the music's not good. Uh, what was the one that McCartney did on that record with them? Didn't they do like "Come and Get It"? I think it's fucking yeah, awful. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not. I, it, I'm like, why is this a thing, dude? Like, I okay, I get it, but this is stupid. I don't want that. Who's the other member? The third it's one, Alice, Alice Cooper, Cooper, him, and um, 
Is it Josh Holm? No, it's from... not him. I can't remember. Uh, to the internets, please. Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> Who are the members of the Hollywood Vampires Band? Ding, 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 ding. Man looks up something on the internet. <laughs> Oh God! It's called Supergroup. Joe Perry. Joe fucking Perry. Joe. Uh, Joe Perry. Who basically is Johnny Depp, but ten years older and actually in a band. <laughs> See, I'd have been more intrigued by Hollywood Vampires if Alice Cooper actually got all the living members of that drinking crew and made a record. That would have been more intriguing yes. to me than just like yeah. The fact so they got. Paul on it, but not Ringo. Yes, actually... Ringo, who was actually there <laughs> doing the cocaine in the Rainbow Club with these motherfuckers. Like, no, they just get Paul to come do the Badfinger song. It made no sense. I don't get it. I've also been having a massive Aerosmith trip at, at yeah. the moment as well. Their greatest hit is, it's incredible. Yeah. It's just hit after hit after hit after hit. And then you go through them and you're like, I remember that music video on MTV. Mm-hmm. I remember that on Kerrang. I remember that on Kerrang. And they all had a great oh, yeah. video. Like, in the 90s, they were uh, killing videos. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't heard Jaded for like 10 years. Like, this is fucking awesome. I love I actually song really so like that song. Wait, how does that one go? Jaded. Oh, yeah. Got to know, but you're good as that. Oh, that was a gem. Yeah. Okay. To me, my, my <laughs> baby blue. <laughs> That was funny. No, they are in the top 10 bands where, where you can tell they write the chorus and the verses just separately because the chorus well, is always these like uplifting. Once you got to the 90s, yeah. they weren't writing any of it. That's all like, those oh, are all really? like pop writers. Oh. It's like Desmond Child really? and um, like uh, Amazing. Dionne Warwick played and, that. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Crying. <gasps> Crying. Uh, well, it's because they just had, they didn't put themselves in the videos hardly. It was just hot girls. Yes, it was. So that's, yeah. It's also <laughs> weird that he's like, they're like. And one of them was his daughter. It's weird that they're like, all right, we need hot chicks for this video. Uh, we've got uh, Alicia Silverstone. And Steve Todd's like, my daughter's hot. Let's get her. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. weird. It's a little weird. Put oil on her. <laughs> yeah. But as a guy, as a, as a boy of 14 or whatever age I was when those videos came out, thank you. <laughs> those were great. No, we we was jamming in my, in my mate's garage the other night and then we we, we, we was looking up uh, Love in an Elevator and I got and, and I got the Wikipedia up and it, and it just read, I, I read it as plainly as <laughs> went, Love in, Love in an Elevator is based on Stephen Tyler's experiences having sex in an elevator. <laughs> and it's like, that's so dull. It's like, no, that, that sentence is supposed to say it's based on his experiences uh, talking to a priest in Vietnam. Like that's, you know, cause like, cause like that, 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 that bit like saying, ah, oh, back in the USSR, it's based on when Paul McCartney got back from the USSR. It's like, no, no, it's, Hang on, I gotta find. Things are a little you bit. Know, um, oh, let's see, uh, you know, uh, the song Return of the Mac, by Mark Morrison. Uh, yeah. Um, return of <laughs> yes, the Mac. Yes, it is. All right, so. But I, I, I thought I thought it was turn up the mic <laughs> for decades. So. Yeah. Turn up the mic. <laughs> it works, it works. I'm trying to find, there was, on, uh, on the website Genius, the lyrical annotation website, somebody put on here, now I can't find it. I'm guessing they took it down because it was obviously not true. It was Return of the Mac was a song by Mark Morrison about getting a, an erroneous phone call from the, from the Apple support team 
letting him know that his Mac was ready for pickup. <laughs> it's like the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. But I thought it was absolutely uh. brilliant. <laughs> Return of the Mac. He's like, you lied to me. Because it's not ready for pickup, actually. They called it too early. Oh, my God. I hate it here. <laughs> 2021 was great. We're going back into weird ass yes. territory. <laughs> full circle. Uh, I love it. But his would be like Return of the Mac and Cheese or something like that. I remember when I first showed you chicken pot pie, you almost peed yourself. I did. It was so good. <laughs> so good. And it's not even a full right, song. Get, you know, it, just, has anyone heard the full song? Whoever was there live. That, that and it's it, interesting that he was playing that live and never put it out. I don't think it's illegal to put out a snippet of the song. Did he put out that snippet or is that just like audience recording that's gone that's gone out there? I'm pretty sure it, the minute of audio, it might be a bootleg, but I know it was on some sort of weird LC. Interesting. I guess I'm more interested in it because I wouldn't think parody songs are the kind of things that go over without existing on record first. Like as far as like a listener, mm. I'm not going to catch all the jokes of, uh, of Gump if I don't hear that record first, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. especially because it, you I was, know, I was, you know, yeah. 10 years after live and let die comes out, I'm guessing this is probably mid eighties that he's doing it. So it's not like the mm. songs like in the zeitgeist of the moment. It's like, wait, is he doing mm. live and let die? Like I'm not catching all the jokes, but I'm intrigued. I, yeah. I, I hope it comes out one day because I think <laughs> what I've heard is hilarious. Why, why isn't he parrying my brave face from right. Flowers in the Dirt? <laughs> Nobody wants that. That old, that old chest. Nobody wants yeah, that. No, no one does. I'm just going through the list of recipients from the Gershwin Award for uh, songwriting. And it starts off at the bottom, very esteemed. Paul Simon, Steve Wonder, Paul McCartney, Burke Bacharach, Carol King, Billy Joel. And then 2020, a very Trumpian year, Garth Brooks. Oh, <laughs> man. Man. And isn't he the most successful artist in America, technically, still? Because, like, he just sells tickets so. all the time. I believe so. But the interesting thing about Garth Brooks... There's an interesting the... thing about Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> There's several, actually. Except the way he talks to the camera, like, hey, buddy, hey, guy. Hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome to my show. Come to my show tonight, you know. <laughs> uh, one, he's, like, a complete, like pop fabrication essentially like yeah doesn't write most of his own songs um i mean great most a lot of country people don't but he was basically like an artist that or like an entertainer that his management basically like figured out how to make it a thing mm. um and he, he's a good on stage yes so if they could just feed him decent songs that he can perform really well on stage and be entertaining then he yeah. sells tickets yeah and uh even though you would normally think it's a Trumpian thing, who sang the national anthem oh, yeah. at, uh, at Joe Biden's inauguration? Yep. Garth Brooks. Oh, was came it? Out, it? Came out in his finest Wrangler denim. Yep. <laughs> Big old belt buckle. <laughs> I will stand corrected there because you know what? Upon checking of my memory files, whilst my mind immediately goes to that weird dress Lady Gaga was wearing that, that day. Yep. That, that was, <laughs> he had a circumference of about... 12 meters <laughs> like it was huge and she had a rose that was about this big yep. on, on, on the, on the she was trying to do like the aretha franklin hat thing <laughs> you remember uh, that no, no one said no no one since Cher has actually made a daring fashion statement i don't i don't think 
valid. Uh, but Aretha Franklin's hat at the Obama inauguration was pretty mm. daring. That thing was about yay big. This one big giant ribbon is phenomenal. I think I, I had it on Twitter. See right this, but this is him like walking down the steps at the inauguration. Ready to rip some wind right there. And his denim and giant belt buckle. No, uh, respect to that. That's baller. <laughs> and no. didn't he? Oh. Or he did. Uh, he didn't do the anthem. I think he did like America. The like. Uh, what did he do? I'm sure it's on that link that I was just looking at. But then he was like, for this third verse, I'd like everyone to join in with me <laughs> all around the world. Okay, and he did Amazing Grace. That's right. So when you think Amazing Grace, and then, you and think then just, Garth Brooks. And then Joe Bond's like, will you just shut up, man? We should have gotten the Hollywood vampires. <laughs> It'd have been I mean, great. <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't even look like Brooke Shields. Why is he called Garth? <laughs> now, the other thing about Garth, do you know the Chris Gaines story? No, go on. <gasps> Dude, okay, maybe this, I don't wonder if this like didn't get out of America. Did oh, they kibosh this? In the late God. 90s, Garth decided, Garth got this this hair idea that he was going to create an alter ego named Chris Gaines. And he had a whole film script about this guy, Chris Gaines, made a whole album of like alt rock songs as Chris Gaines. They booked him on S on Saturday Night Live. Garth Brooks was the host. The musical guest was Chris Gaines. It's just Garth in a wig, like a black wig with a soul patch. And uh, I'm playing up a photo for you, dude. So he had this whole plan to make this movie about Chris Gaines, and it was all <laughs> so bad that everything got scrapped. And Garth like went into retirement. <gasps> I've seen that. Years. I've seen that picture as a meme yeah. somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. Look up. The whole there's thing. a whole. There's like a 20 minute documentary explaining like just the whole what the fuckness of it all on YouTube. It's, it's so, so bad. in real time. It was like. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> this makes no sense at all. Yeah. It's truly weird. But apparently, yeah. he's going to finally put it back out. Oh, great! Because like now it's That's got what we need. now it's got the <laughs> ironic nostalgia thing to it that I'm sure will be out next year for record store day, <laughs> limited edition, three thousand copies of the Chris Gaines story. I hate it here. I'll buy the double <laughs> vinyl. You will absolutely not. <laughs> Did you do record store today? Record store day today? Is it record store day for y'all too? I think uh, so. Uh, been busy shifting wood, mate. Valid. <laughs> Valid. Uh, um, I don't. I don't really do record store day because I, I hate crowds and queues. I just want to go into a sure. record store and buy a record. You know, like it's it, it's not a, 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 a group activity. <laughs> buying, <laughs> buying actually, vinyl. you know, so record store day last month because they broke it up into like two different months. We went last uh, last month. And thought about you because as we were walking after we made our purchase, we were walking back through. We and you saw the, a, a homeless man vomiting in the streets. We went to the M's and we looked through McCartney, and they had um, a little cutout picture disc of uh, "We All Stand Together." Do you have that? Do you need that? No. Should, I don't, I don't, do we need to get it for you and no, send it to you? You don't need to get that from me. <laughs> it's Paul and Rupert. The when Bear, are like, we going to get the Frog Song Archive Edition with like seventy-three <laughs> new songs that were all abandoned for the Rupert the Bear project? You know. <laughs> how could he not finish it? Like, how far uh, did it get? It got far enough that he uh, added lyrics to "Sunshine" sometime, which is one of his best songs. And it's just 
completely unreleased. It's not even like how far did like the how far did like the Rupert part of it get? Like the script was done, I think. I don't think much of it was animated, and then they just went, "Ah, we'll just do this frog song thing." Because like Rupert's in the video, just like watching the frogs, but he doesn't interact with them in any way. So it's clearly taken out of a wider sequence. It's very strange. And correct me if I'm wrong. Rupert the bear is like an older thing, like character yeah. that's been around for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. He's not quite as old as say something like Huckleberry Finn, but he's he's probably like, like turn turn like of the a, century, you know. Um, okay. Probably because like it. Yeah. I don't think it ever like really hit over here. I don't think we have a big Rupert the bear. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> You, you lot, you lot over there, we're too busy getting into Al Jolson and all that Dave <laughs> Devil jazz music. Well, y'all gave us Paddington, and we're all down with Paddington. Oh, Rupert the Bear is a cartoon character, and Paul was going to do a Rupert the Bear cartoon movie, oh. and wrote all these songs for it, including the song called "The Frog Chorus." We all stand mm-hmm. together. Okay. So, if you remember, it's like a picture of Paul with this little cute bear with a scarf on. I do not remember. No. There's a joke Sorry. here. There's I think a, she was drunk that day. There's a joke here in the UK and it's why does Rupert the bear wear a scarf? Because he's a cunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next time we go to England, I'm using uh, that joke. Please everywhere. don't. Please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't don't be that. No, sir. just ju- just don't say twat. It's the wor- it's the uh, the bastardization of our language in that. Co- you twat. It's, tw- it's twat. It's an A. It's an A. a it's a hard A. Let's oh, let's l- yeah. Let's not talk about hard A's. That's a dangerous uh, com- com- conversational <laughs> route, route there. Definitely right. I'm like um, this. <laughs> 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 no, uh, I don't want to go full on Mike, Michael Williams yet. You know, uh, it's like no, oh, but, no, uh, you never go full Michael Richards. <laughs> you went full Michael Richards, did you, boy? <laughs> I'm a dude playing a dude pretending to be another dude. Uh, we just watched that a couple months ago. Yeah, because it was like on Netflix or something. Yeah. Holds up, still funny. Yeah. Still I, funny. You, you got to get Jack Jack Black on the show now. You know, Talk I would love it. to. I'm, I'd be lying if I said that I did not intend on making a play for Tenacious D as a duo to come on the show. No, maybe once we you, get to like the take meaty, what get, meaty yeah. ones. Yeah, once we get to like the big meat songs, I'm throwing out the big asks, the ones that I have no expectations to ever pan out. Like my ultimate goal would be to get um, either Gallagher at some point, but I don't think either would ever pay attention to this or do what we do in, this show. As in the guy who smashes watermelons. Yes. I'll take yes. Noel Gallagher, Liam Gallagher, Gallagher, yeah. uh, <laughs> Gallagher's brother, who also tours as Gallagher. Uh, I'll even take the third Gallagher brother, if he wants to come on. <laughs> Any, if your last name is Gallagher, you would have come on the show. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what my dream ones are now. Like it, It'd be someone like St. Vincent. Just because okay. I, know, I know she's a huge Paul fan and I really fancy her. Um, so, <laughs> so she I, was I, just here in New Orleans not long ago. I would use the podcast as a seduction method, definitely. Smooth. That's I mean, the way I've never, it. I've, I've never done it on air. But if I actually sit, sit upright for once and like straighten up and put my, put my shoulders up and I puff my chest out, alpha male, <laughs> baby, you know. <laughs> 
I know I get, I, sex God on it. I could I could pull Taylor Swift if I met her in a bar and money wasn't an object. <laughs> I could do it. I could do it. I have the confidence. I could see it. I mean, and like the hair's looking nice and long and wavy and like no, luxurious. but this 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 stupid app, this stupid app it conceals about half of it. So you see that, yeah. and, then, and then there's all, all this extra volume that I spend lots of time trying to you know revitalize. Oh my god, you two are the same person. <laughs> see, he's got he's got the Paul sixty nine hair going on yeah. right now. That's good. what Ken good. Michael said as well. Um, nice. You can. Nice. I can definitely imagine going. You know. Oh, there's just a bird wandering around. You know, on a on a. It looks just like it, man. I, I thought I was on the rooftop with that. Thanks, Mole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thought I was there. <laughs> Right, um, we've done an hour and a half on absolutely nothing there. Thank you so much. Excellent, excellent. Good work, Your everyone. Patreon uh, members are welcome. Oh, this is probably going to go on the main feed just to fuck with my audience. Yes. I might not even edit yes. it. I'll just put it up and be like, this is what this is what you peasants get. Fuck you, you know. <laughs> nah, it'll probably stay on, stay on the Patreon. Oh, we have a visitor from a, from a friend. A visit from a friend. Hang on. Let me get him. Oh, God, it's Tom Hunyadi there. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is Ringo. He hangs here next to the desk. Why are you doing this? I'm warning you with <laughs> peace and love. Yeah. After October 24th, <laughs> no more fan mail. Yeah. None. It will be tossed. I hate it here. Give us a kiss. <laughs> oh god, no. Yeah. <laughs> so no. weird. Why are you it's- so weird? I watched the episode of The Simpsons with 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 Ringo because I've I've got Disney Plus recently, um, mm. and just going through those older episodes is fantastic. But I forgot that Ringo appears like season two. It's like Simpsons was hey, really? big, yeah. Like Simpsons was big immediately. It's crazy. It's it's, it's, it's mm. not like oh they got Michael Jackson and Justin Hoffman late season four. It's like no no they were there pretty yeah, much was, yeah straight away. I remember like when that came out, like it was huge, like. You weren't cool if you didn't have Reebok pumps and a don't have a Cowman Simpsons mm-hmm. t-shirt or a mm-hmm. Bartman t-shirt. Mm-hmm. The, and like, then they came out with the with an album, uh, the Simpsons singing. Hey, do the Bartman. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was yeah. huge, yeah. man. That was huge. And my parents did not like me watching the Simpsons. No, but isn't this back in the day when damn was a bad swear word? You oh, know? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Like your parents didn't, let you like watch or listen to things like yeah. my parents were just like whatever you're fine you'll be fine my just dad do whatever you want this is sorry sorry to interrupt there but he locked me in my bedroom when i was 12 years old and with the blair witch project and he said i couldn't come out oh god until i, until I watched it <laughs> and oh then gosh. like just flash forward 90, 92 minutes when 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 they're in the basement and i've just got no nails i've just pulled hair out. <laughs> That's awful. See, I hate horror movies. I do not like scary movies. So that's my. I actually did see Blair Witch Project in a theater. And I think that was one of the last scary movies I've seen. That's how I much think, I hate them. Like I, I just think I'm in this don't. Gym, that might have been my last one. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, this is not for me. That's awful mm-hmm. that he made you watch it. My mom sorry. has only watched The Shining once. She's only watched it once. I've never like, seen it. I don't think I've ever watched it. No. You've never watched it? Get the fuck out of my sight. Get I don't like I'm, scary movies. We're not scary no. movie folks, man. Yeah. It's just not our thing. But it's Kubrick, man. It's Kubrick. It's Yeah, yeah. but like... How are you supposed to look clever in front of people in a pub when they're half drunk if you can't spout off a Kubrick quote, you know? So, <laughs> I, 
just rely on I'm, I'm cultured. Good looks. I haven't. No, I haven't watched. Lots I have. I haven't watched Fast Five or Fast Nine or whatever they're on now. I've been, I haven't watched any of those. I've, I've been watching Barry one. Lyndon. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one of those. I had a friend of mine, my oldest friend, who I really respect his like taste in music and art and things. He loves Fast uh, and the Furious. Fucking loves Fast and the Furious franchise. Like it. I don't get it. Like, it's so bizarre to me. I want to meet a nerd. There must be someone out there like, I haven't watched it since it was actually about street racing. (laughs) (laughs) It's now now a heist (laughs) franchise. It's like Mission Impossible. (laughs) I want to go back to the Tokyo Drift I always appreciate (laughs) the undercurrents of family in that show. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. I've never understood that. Every eight lines, Vin Diesel goes, but we're a family. No, we're a family. That was Harrison Ford, that was. I, I <laughs> get off my plane. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> I know. I don't, I I don't care. Yeah. House, hand, house. No. house, hand, house, dog, house, hand, house, hand, house. So uh, in England, the future is not a particularly uh, celebrated movie. Me and my friend Danny watched it on Netflix a, f- a few nights ago. And that quote there, oh, I want to search every house, 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 dog. <laughs> like, we were like, this is the greatest fucking movie ever we've never heard of. It was amazing. And when that my, train crash happens, we were like, <laughs> it looks so cool, my, uh, you know, compared to CGI my, and stuff, you know? My bandmate, uh, Steven, who's like one of my, probably my, my closest guy friend, his ringtone for me on his phone. And like, we're at the age now, we're going to use ringtones, but like, because <laughs> yeah. your phone's always on vibrate. But if his phone is not on vibrate, I call him. It's outhouse, manhouse, doghouse, manhouse, manhouse. It's been that <laughs> since like 2006. Yeah. Since you could first set your own ringtone. Oh. It has been that the entire time. It's amazing. <laughs> like it's transferred from, you know, flip phone to, um, to you know, razor phone to iPhone. Yeah. Isn't, one. That, isn't that like a really major actress in The Fugitive who has a subplot in a hospital about halfway through and then she's never referred to again? In the, like I'm sure it's like a re, it's, it's like mini driver or something, and she's got like ten minutes of screen time, and then she's just gone from the movie. It's I don't remember I don't that. And goes ages back to since I've seen that. Because I, I know like the only bit I remember in the hospital is like when he shaves his beard off in the hospital, <laughs> like in like the bathroom of one of the rooms. But I don't remember mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. subplot. I could be wrong though. It's been a long time since I've watched that movie. Richard Campbell. Oh, no, it's Jane Lynch from um, that really stupid <laughs> Everything. singing, singing show. What? Glee. Yeah, from Glee. And it's, but, oh, no, it's also Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore has like 10 minutes in that movie in the middle. Oh, and then, wow. And then you don't see her again. It's really weird. Funny. Speaking of Kubrick, I went back and watched Eyes Wide Shut and it's billed as Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. She's like in the second half of the movie. You just completely forget. Because it's all about like infidelity and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I never did see that one. Me either. Oh, she wears this backless dress at the start, and it just defined my childhood. It really. Oh my. <laughs> Man, your eyes just went like sparkly for a second. <laughs> no, but I, I did have a girlfriend that literally, she was just the spitting image of Nicole Nicole Kidman. And mm. when we broke up, I was more upset. Not that I'd like wasted an <laughs> opportunity with a beautiful woman and. We had these great memories together and it had gone, but it's, I'm not going to find another one that looks exactly 
exactly like Nicole Kidman. Make so, the play for Nicole Kidman, man. No. <laughs> Get her on the podcast. Nah, I'm going to go for a, a Katie Holmes-looking girl next. I'm going to go through all the Tom... The <laughs> Just Tom working through the Tom Cruise one. <laughs> I love ranking the Beatles! I love ranking the Beatles! <laughs> At some point, you've oh got to just God. give yourself over to Xenu and Scientology. Man, I think there's a lot to Scientology. I've, 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 I've had my oh, what? What's it called? What do, what do you do when you hold the? You have to hold those two sticks, and then they read you with a diode, and it's all. Oh god, oh. <laughs> what's that? I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what yeah. it's called. Is it like your? Um, the joke doesn't uh, work, Sam. If you can't think of the reference, <laughs> in time. E- uh, it's called an e meter. And it's, it's like an accounting type thing. Ther- uh, it's not called therapy. Uh, Scientology e meter for sale. Oh, wicked! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Buy your auditing. Own auditing. auditing. Yeah. I think like, it's an accounting uh, word. Auditing. Yes. Uh, like audit your soul or some bizarre thing like that. It's weird. I want Louis Through to do a Paul, a Paul McCartney one now. He's, he's, you what? Louis, Louis Theroux should do a Paul McCartney inter- interview now. That, that, that <laughs> so, uh, Paul, how did the, ba- the band make you feel? You know, <laughs> I forget that I was just working with my friend John. Oh, speaking of hearing the same stories over and over, um, you've watched Three, Two, you, One a bit, yeah? Haven't yet. Haven't yet. Oh, it is. It is just the greatest hits of Paul McCartney's stories. Yeah. Like, at, at one point, Rick Rubin goes, did, "Did anyone else in your family play music?" And I'm like, "You know, his dad. <laughs> you know, he did, Rick. Don't bullshit us, you asshole. Uh, Stop treating us like we're idiots. Like, oh, if we get to the let it be episode, disappointing to hear. You know, um." Let it be came to me when I was, I was dreaming of my mother. Was no. was of my mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little disappointing to hear. Like, even I know Paul McCartney's dad was a musician. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Oh, oh man. So well, yesterday was originally called Scrambled Eggs. Scrambled and, and Eggs. Like, <laughs> That's four hours of my life I get to keep. Yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. <you> know. <laughs> the star of the show is Rick Rubin's hair. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> he looks amazing, and you, I, I think I'm going to go for the full Rick Rubin now. I really, I really am. <laughs> Just stop wearing shoes. Go. Always wearing board well, shorts. I, I mean, the only thing that stops my beard growing out fully is I hate loose hairs. I hate frayed yeah. hairs. So, I, so I cut them off before a shift, and I'm like, oh, well, they're never coming back now. So then you, you, you end up maintaining this kind of neutral zone, I guess. Well polished presentation. No, but mine look. Mine look yeah, doesn't Sam. connect to the beard yet, and therefore I am not a man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like in my family, your bar mitzvah is when is when your mustache <laughs> reach, reach, reaches your beard. You're now a man, son. And then you get given you get given two hundred dollars and a razor blade. <laughs> shaver, will, uh, go have a shaver. I will. I will let you in on on, on a secret. Uh, when I was a younger lad. Uh, in my teenage <gasps> years, don't tell him this. Uh, I always wanted to have sideburns <laughs> like John Lennon, right? Because John had the best sideburns. So I yeah, was going for like I would, I would love, I would love some sideburns now. Uh, you could do the chops. You could do the mutton chops, the sixty-eight chops. Newer and bluer meanies have been sided with the vicinity <laughs> of this theater. <laughs> I'm not going to lie; that may be my favorite John look. Yeah, 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 yeah. The it's, and it's, look. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. only for like two months, but he looked mm. cool as hell. Anyhow. Um, I, for some reason, the, my sideburn hair at the time 
was dark here and then super light peach fuzzy here yeah. and then would get darker here. So there was a time when I used to take my mother's mascara and just darken that bit of peach fuzz. So I had full sideburns. Look, Four, 14 people around nobody the world are going to hear that story. <laughs> the wiser. Now they know a little bit of back history. But now this is all natural color. So I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> now I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a man now. I'm a man. I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy beard. <laughs> It sounds like the prequel story to Dr. Frankenfurter from the Rocky Horror Picture. <laughs> you know, when I was a little boy, I had this <laughs> peach patch hair, you know. <laughs> well, it was great though. I had a big boy beard. And you move to the side and you see Paul's face like, do you have a big boy beard? Do you have a big boy beard, do you? And Obama's like, he's got a big boy beard. That's all right. That's a big boy beard. He has a big boy beard, yeah. <laughs> and then and then oh and, then, and, and then and then and then like clapping good beard, man. Good beard. No, I'm I'm only gonna say this joke because it's on the Patreon and it won't get me cancelled. But my best friend Tom always always calls him um um Moana. Oh, <laughs> What's the actual Sorry. character's name in Moana though? The actual oh I don't I never did see it. Yeah, no, I'm actually really behind on my Disney movies. Um yeah, same. And on that Maybe note, we can folks. Do that today. It's rainy. <laughs> That's true. We could have a Disney day today. It's yeah. like rainy and nasty. Watch your favorite Disney movie. That's a good barometer to judge someone by. The Jungle oh. Book. The Jungle original. Book. Yeah. Yep. Still my favorite. Favorite cartoon. Michael Mary Poppins, if we're talking live action. Ooh, I love Mary Poppins. It's so good. And it's a prequel to Harry Potter. She went to Hogwarts. It's a, it's a, a, <laughs> a lot of uh, told, uh, Potter fans that in their head canon, Mary, Mary Poppins went, Interesting. went to Hogwarts. It's also the most authentic British accent in any <laughs> film, Dick Van Dyke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Mary Poppins. Tim, 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 No. A chimney sweep, you see? Jungle Book does Mary have- Mary Poppins, step in time. Okay. <laughs> Such a good so look. good. I love how the movies, like it's any other movie, they're they are clearly approaching the end. No, no, stepping time now. And it's about There's eight so minutes long. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yep. And they used to freak me out the uh the banker scene where it's like super dark and he's the old to, man. Pretty creepy as hell. You got to see it in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> Why is your favorite then? It's weird. I mean, it it doesn't creep me out now, but as a no, child, it was creepy. But the rest of it is great. Close your mouth, okay. Michael. You're not you're not a codfish. <laughs> I love that line. Whenever whenever I clean the house, I just start with whenever there is a job that must be done. <laughs> there's an element of fun. You find the fun and the jobs again. And then and then I go into my hoovering, you know. <laughs> and then when I'm hoovering, I do Dude Looks Like a Lady from Mrs. Doubtfire. I live my life like Sheldon <laughs> Cooper just through references to other movies. As I, uh, I watched, where did I watch that recently? Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah. Oh, when I was in Mississippi for work and I was in my hotel room and there was nothing to do but Mrs. Doubtfire was on. And I turned it right on right when, um, when they're at the pool. <laughs> it was a red by fruity. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I adore that movie. That is a cute uh, movie. What about you, Julia? Favorite Disney movie? Oh, I don't know. I probably like I'm not a big movie person, so I haven't even seen 
I don't think any of like the modern Disney movies. You're not missing out on much. You really know. <laughs> What's that? You're not missing out on much. Don't don't worry. Yeah. Well, I've, I heard some of them are good. I don't know. I just I haven't Did you watch the Princess and the Frog with somebody recently. Oh, we just oh, watched that, that recently. Was right. That was that was right. cute. Yeah. It was cute. Um, Another authentic representation of life in Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah, the, 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 the bad guys are jazz shaman. It's like, yeah, that's a. <laughs> yeah, Everybody, <laughs> every enemy I have in town is a jazz shaman. Yeah. I mean, I bastards. guess it was like better than some. There have been sure. some very bad representations of New Orleans in movies. I don't know, probably like The Little Mermaid or something. I don't know, oh. just because that was like, I saw it so many times when I was a kid. Poor so, unfortunate. Yeah. So. And like, so Come on, area. You've got to. You, you cannot go to this service area. I could probably sing all of those songs just like at the drop of a hat. Like, I probably know them all by heart. The seaweed is always green. <laughs> <laughs> somebody else is late. I think, didn't we do that at karaoke one time? I, it wasn't that song. What no, was I did it? Part of Your World. Yes. Part of Your World one time. Yes. That was great. Without reading the lyrics on the screen. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Just knew it. I could do um, I Want to Be Like You Ooh, with, yeah. with, with the full impressions as well. <laughs> Yeah. No, I hate it when when people they 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 do a lot of the backing monkey vocals wrong, and it always happens. <laughs> and you know, get it right, pay the price. Who would have? Who You know, you got to you got to do it exactly right. Uh, yeah, and like no one can do Baloo's part either. Like I have to carry the song every time it comes out. You know, it's uh, Louis, Louis Prima's daughter lives here in New Orleans, and uh, we saw her at a at a hotel club one night. Did you ask her to lay the secret on you of Man's Red Fire? <laughs> <laughs> Did not. But she sang that song, and I was like, I, I remember I, I went and danced with uh, Stephanie for that. I was like a kid in a candy store hearing her sing that song. I don't remember this at all. I think we had gone. It was when we did Fancy Christmas a couple years ago. We ended up down downtown at the carousel bar and she was playing. Oh, right. And uh, Stephanie's like, I want to go dance. Stephen's like, I want to dance. I had too many more wines. I'd been, <laughs> I'd had a few glasses. And I was like, I'll go dance. And then all of a sudden she's up there doing fucking, I want to be like you. And I was like, yes, great. Yeah. <laughs> See what a good soundtrack is. Uh, the Tarzan one, Phil Collins. Phil uh, Collins didn't have to go that hard, but he did. Yeah. And what I like about it is he makes no effort to incorporate the songs into the characters. Like Tarzan doesn't no. sing about going, I want a sexy woman <laughs> from England to come visit me. You know. Uh, <laughs> I want to kill have, Brian Blessed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phil, he should have done that. That's there's some jams on there. No. What's um, your favorite Disney movie? Oh, it's, fan- it's Fantasia every time. It's not they don't have to think oh, about it. I had to rewatch that as a grown-up. I haven't watched that. Oh, I do not it's like Fantasia. So oh, no, you need substances. You need to abuse something <laughs> to watch yeah. it properly. But then, you know, because you do you, dude, it's like cartoons and classical music. <laughs> and then and then and then your mates just go <clears throat> like butthead, you know. Um, <laughs> I honestly just like to get high and watch Beavis and Butthead a whole bunch because that's fun. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> college for me. Aladdin as well. 
I'll add yeah. you dough. Oh, classic, yeah. classic. And I just thought of the Lion King because I saw that like a million times. Oh, as a kid. I, I can't watch it now. Me and my <gasps> mom tried, 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 tried to watch Aww. it, and then we're just like, ah! <laughs> 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 like, oh god. No. <laughs> That may be the funniest part of the film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man! <laughs> so, um, so little, little, little sad story. After my dad passed, I took my family to the cinema a bunch of times. First time I took them, we saw a wonderful day in the neighborhood, all about accepting death and losing yeah. the dad. Then I took her to see Joker. The mom dies in that, and that's all about like loss and pain and anguish. And then there was another one. Oh, it was something like the Lauren Hardy movie or something that came out with um, John mm-hmm. C. Riley. John C. Riley, yeah. Every single movie I took her to see was about death and Jeez. sorrow. And we just, we'd leave the cinema just like w- weeping every time. Like, <laughs> oh, no. You're right to drive. Yeah, I'm fine to drive. Don't worry. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, can't we just go see like old school with Will Ferrell or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we just rent basketball? Like, <laughs> I don't know why this reminded me of this, but when my parents took me to college and dropped me off, for some reason, like, we unloaded everything into my dorm room, then we went and ate, and then it was like, you want to go to a movie? So we went to a movie, and we went and saw the film The Perfect Storm oh with my Mark God. Wahlberg no. and uh, George Clooney. It is. As, it's thirty minutes of pain at the end, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a brutal ending. It's yeah. brutal. Uh, and so, like, the movie ends, and then they're like, "Well, um, have a good time at college." Awkward, <laughs> <laughs> like party I've never been a part of. Uh, like, it was just like silence of like, just watch. Well, son, you're off to a new chapter in life. Good luck. Don't drown. <laughs> don't, don't go be don't a fisherman. Be, yeah, don't fish for crab. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was very strange, yeah. Stay away from George Clooney. And <laughs> oh, generally a good idea. <laughs> right. On that note, folks, uh, after, after nearly two hours... You look like Barry Gibb right now. Okay, everybody! <laughs> the, you hit an angle with the camera, yeah. and it just you had a Barry Gibb thing going on. Maybe right. I may just have... Maybe I may have I, BGs on the brain because we just bought that maybe Foo Fighters if, if BGs I sm- record. If I smooth my appearance live, maybe I'll look even more. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, you can well, tell, tell by the way I use. Yeah, we both went for this. <laughs> All right, uh, no, no, ne- uh, next one. More than a woman, ooh, baby. Yeah, there, there, there More than go. a woman to be. So good. <laughs> did 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 they do? I started a joke as well. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. I started a joke, and then it ended up the whole world crying. And it's on the Joker soundtrack, and now my Spotify numbers have gone up significantly. Well, they got that big bump when that documentary came out too, which was fantastic. Yeah, highly recommended documentary. Good. No, um, I'm I'm looking at off the ground uh, for the latest episode, and Hope of Deliverance Mm -hmm. uh, has like six hundred thousand more downloads than the rest of the album, which has zero. (laughs) Just consistently down. And it's clearly because you, uh, Spotify's gone. This song is in a p- playlist about hope or something, right? You know, you know what I mean. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> why? Why is "Here Comes the Sun" the biggest song on Spotify? Because of playlists. Like every playlist. Yeah. yeah. Summer in the I, park, beach. Uh, you know, barbecue. Here comes the sun. I saw a really Spotify. stupid argument about that on Facebook the other day on a a Facebook Beatles group that um, 
Are, do, do you mess around with any of those groups? They're very See, strange. I, I get a lot of flack because I basically join them, don't post, don't comment, don't like, and then plug my show. Yep, <laughs> same, <laughs> same. But man, some of those conversations are so stupid. No, like, but like, no, no, it'll be something like, what do you think is the best Beatles song? I'm like, are we having this bass conversation here? <laughs> like, oh, you, oh you mean the entire premise of our podcast? <laughs> No, but you know, you know what I mean. It's like really dull, or just like, oh, like who now does songs as good as the beat? Like really loaded questions, or like, right? Is, right. is Bowie as good as Lennon? Like, I like. Is a chicken like better like, than a dog? I don't know. <laughs> someone just posts like a random post. It's like John Lennon saying sixty-four percent of the songs. Paul saying forty-two. And that's it. And then people argue about this math. And I'm like, why, why, why? Guys, there's, do something useful with your fucking time. What was that uh, photo that you showed me? Oh my God. (laughs) Someone took it. Okay. You know, the picture from the last photo shoot where they're standing in like a field at Tittenhurst. And it's, it's that picture. And then there's like a tree line behind them. And then someone photoshopped George Martin in the sky. <laughs> like, like dead George Martin looking down on his creation. And it and no context, just the picture. Oh, really? Just on its own. Yeah. Dude, made no sense at all. And the co- the comes like, why would you do this? And someone's like, fake. Fake is a fake. This isn't real. George Martin's not that big. Like <laughs> stupid. Some of these things make no sense at all. I can't fake. Fake. George Martin's not a cosmic entity. What? He's not a Lovecraftian horror. A tree? A tree's not that small. Like, it made, some of these things make no sense to me. All I'm saying is, guys, all I'm saying is, George George Martin's the size of a tree. I've seen the doc, I've seen, I've seen the photo evidence that he is the size of a tree. And he he murdered the Beatles comparators. He ate them. <laughs> he ground them up to make bone his bones into his bread. <laughs> like, you know, someone will post a picture from like um from the day in the life session. I saw this one of uh so of John and Michael Nesmith sitting there talking. Someone's like, he had no business being there. Like, well, he was, and you weren't even fucking alive. Like, oh my god. Why like oh my it, uh, some of these conversations are so inane and stupid, and I don't get it. But yeah, yeah I'm just the there to the podcast. another one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or like anything talking about Lennon and, uh, you know, uh, spousal abuse or Ringo and alcohol or... Jo- uh, mm-hmm. and, oh, I mean, one that really made me laugh was I posted a picture of a copy of this one that I bought on, on mm-hmm. vinyl, and it's got the Krishna image on the front. And Jeffrey Giuliano freaks out and he's like, this is a defamed image. You shouldn't be posting this online. You don't even know about Krishna. And then, <laughs> fake. <laughs> fake, yeah. We start using fake. Krishna never life. really rode a swan over the sea. <laughs> yeah. He might have, you never know. <laughs> right, I'm, uh, I'm putting an executive order. I need to bring this to, to, to an end now. Uh, I all right. Yeah, I have to we didn't I'm actually so tape our episode. <laughs> That's the best thing is yeah. we didn't tape no, our episode. Um, that happened before um, <laughs> me and Ken Michaels were meant to do Pipes of Peace. And I think we did one song before I went, let's just have a chat, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 
I might just call this a conversation with ranking the Beatles. <laughs> yes. Well, we have we'll have to come back because I have good notes on the Super Bowl, and I think it'd be interesting, interesting discussion. Game, right? <laughs> 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 go back and watch the White House game. Um, but I think it'd be interesting to talk about the Super Bowl as Americans. Yes. And kind of you know, knowing, I guess the uh, the enormity of that gig, I think is an interesting conversation. Yeah, I, I wrote down like, what's my favorite halftime show? What's my favorite Super Bowl? It's Madonna. That's the correct answer. Best halftime Bruh, it's show. It's Prince. It's Prince. It's <sighs> Prince. There is no other option. It's never, Prince. I've never see. I've never really been into Prince all that much. Still... You're young and you have time to learn. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I mean, I can I, I can go on any Beatles podcast and talk about how awesome the Wild My Guitar Gently Weeps with Prince is, but. It won't be out sure. of any knowledge. It'll be me reading YouTube comments and regurgitating <laughs> them. Where Which does the guitar go? Yeah. No, um, you can tell on my show, if uh, I, I pick up new words a lot from guests. And ever since I had mm. a guy named Dylan Sevion, now, now I always say, the guitar tone's excellent in this song. And I'm like, <laughs> you never said guitar tone in episode one, Sam, you liar. <laughs> you have. Did you ever have, did y'all used to get the infomercial uh, for a guy that would sell guitars named Esteban? No. Oh man, this guy used to be on like late night TV infomercials selling, you know, learn to play acoustic guitar with Esteban. And no one knows who Esteban is, but he's like, he wore like a black button down shirt and a black, bigger than like a fedora, but not, I don't know, he looked kind of like a bank robber. On. It was like, was, it, weird was it Garth Brooks? Like another, another, <laughs> another <laughs> he was like, but he was more like ethnically, uh, not diverse. You just you couldn't tell what his background ambiguous. was. Ambiguous. It's ambiguous. It's <laughs> Esteban, but Esteban yeah. talked as white as I do, yeah. um, and he had this black guitar with like an inlay of like a horse or some shit <laughs> on it, and he would he had these long fingernails, and he'd say, you know, with my four simple method book, you can learn to play like this, and he'd always go like, bang, bang. beautiful tone. <laughs> and the guitar was like $75 like it was a cheap piece of crap oh my god it'd be so among me and my musician friends it was always oh beautiful beautiful tone beautiful tone <laughs> and on that wonderful note folks I'm going to say goodbye to everyone I've been joined by the excellent Ranking the Beatles podcast please say goodbye to Jonathan and Julia, they've been excellent guests. I can't wait to have another conversation with them. Purely because bye, they are... They, they, yeah, you are contracted legally to have another conversation with them. Right. So, uh, <laughs> we did not... The contract has not been fulfilled. And it, right. cost, it cost you $100 every day. We don't record the episode. Shit. Just, well, just, just we like got to get that... Uh, we got to start getting that good podcast advertising. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see that happening. But the Bombas. Some good socks. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the Bombas money. Yeah. No, Can we no. Get back? Well, we'll come back, of course. Obviously. Of course. And uh, before then, we'll we'll go full on blotto and we'll just get merch as well, you know, and just bribe <laughs> everyone for the reviews. I know your plan, blotto. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we might have something coming down uh, the pike, as it were, for ranking the Beatles fans. Not, I don't know that it will apply well to. Oh, you know what? <laughs> right here where my drink is, my Blotto Beatles koozie. Um, where's, where's, where's my koozie? That's pissing me off. Or, uh, not koozie, uh, uh, coaster. Coaster. We, uh, we do have our koozies in our in our travel bag. Um, but uh, we are working on something to allow our listeners 
and friends to rank their own Beatles coming soon. Jesus. So, that's yeah. Looking forward to that. Spreading, spreading the, uh, the horridness <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah, do it yourself. <laughs> Come back to me later. Everyone, I'm signing off. Peace and love, peace and love. It's been great. See you soon. Bye. Bye, Sam. Play us out, Denny. And yeah, we're done. Uh, take care, everyone. I am. I'm going to bed. I'm literally going to go to bed <laughs> at, eight, at, at, at eight o'clock in the evening. I'll probably wake up at about two o'clock, and then yeah. tweet till I fall asleep again. So, <laughs> sounds uh, great. I'll shoot you a DM, and we'll figure out a time to do the actual thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll do it at Julia's earliest convenience. Uh, we... <laughs> <laughs> the real draft. Yeah. <laughs> cool. 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 No, right, I, I'm just desperate to have women on my show, you know. Got to, got to, got to balance it out. No, uh, I need to have another conversation. Did you, you, you see that? I didn't need that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Go get go some sleep. sleep. We'll talk later. Bye, Sam. See When we were young, Bernie's Daily was down the block. He made a great liver pate. But if there's one thing in this world that I like better than a corned beef on rye, it's chicken pot pie.